1971, the Perrin family of Rhode Island experienced a supernatural event in their farmhouse that was once home to an accused witch. As the family becomes increasingly terrorized, they reach out to famed demonologist Ed and Lorraine Warren. The Warrens exercised the demonic presence in the house, but were these real-life ghost hunters the real deal, or were they complete and total frauds? Let's try and find out using 2013's The Conjuring. I'm Connor Izagari. And I'm Bathsheba Thayer. Just <laughs> kidding, I'm Isabel Gonzalez. <laughs> and this is Fake True Stories. Welcome to the Filmgasm Podcast. Specifically, welcome to our spinoff podcast, Fake True Stories, where Isabel and I discuss the historical accuracy of films that claim to be based on or inspired by true events. Today's pick is The Conjuring, in honor of Spooky Season, one of the most financially and critically successful horror films of the 2010s. It spawned a cinematic universe that celebrated its eighth installment this year with The Nun 2, which I seem to be the only one on Earth who thought was a decent flick. For God's sakes, people, give The Nun movies a a chance they're not that bad anyway so my question to you before we get started here unbiased without research just on your own gut feeling what do you think happened in the parent house in 1971 for sure some crazy things um I don't know if it was as crazy as they say, though. Like, I don't know. I don't think it was as crazy as they say. It's kind of like the Amityville Horror House. <laughs> I definitely believe that, you know, there's like there's spirits and there are things out there. But some of the the super intense stuff, I don't know if it was as intense as they were saying. But I, I don't doubt that some spooky things happen there. Like, I don't doubt that. But I don't know if it was like as crazy as they said. But I don't know. I don't know. That's not really a good answer to what you just asked me. You know, more of like, oh, like something, something scary. Maybe not. <laughs> Who knows? Well, when we when we get to your research, we'll be able to kind of look at, see, like, analyze the true story. <laughs> and uh, I, for one, I will per- say, like, yeah, go ahead. Well, I, I, I was just going to say, so, like, before I, I watched the movie, this was one of the first times I actually chose to watch the movie before doing research. Um, for those who are unaware, I don't like horror films. I'm uh, I'm a weenie when it comes to horror films, but Connor has helped desensitize me to a lot of them. Um, and I think my, like, fondness for, like, the macabre in my life has actually started to come out a little bit more in the sense that things that are supposedly based off of true stories and that are a little more of interest to me. I don't want to like, I don't like jump scares. I don't appreciate. So watching the movie is still not something of interest, but learning about the story, like reading stuff, listening to documentaries, et cetera, that was a little bit more interesting. So before I watched this movie, I was just trying to think of like anything I ever heard about the conjuring. I actually had never heard this story before. I've always heard about the conjuring. I knew it was like spooky house. Couldn't tell you what had happened. So my brain was always like, there's like some demon in the house that was like messing with the family and that seems not too far from like what happened not a, like a demon but like you know it seems like it wasn't too far from the truth so that was where my brain was um to the extent I didn't realize like the parents claimed all of the, I didn't realize this was like how deep it was um but yeah it was a, a, little, a little wacky okay yeah I've, I've heard this this story specifically is like you really kind of got to 
pick your side here. Like, are were, were the parents crazy or out for something, or was this an opportunity for the Warrens to get more notoriety? You know, and with the Warrens, it's like there's there's only two things they could be. They're either the greatest heroes the world has ever known who are constantly fighting the forces of darkness where no one else can, or they're complete and utter frauds who have been manipulating stupid people for decades. Show us the white lady tape and then we'll believe you. Oh, that's right. You won't. So no, like, (laughs) (laughs) like most of the stories of the Warrens are like, they find out about a famous haunting. They go to investigate and then the people throw them out of the house. <laughs> that that's that's most of what happens with these guys. I mean, they're yeah. both dead now, but when they were alive. Yeah. Um, I, I really do think that like like with the Amityville Horror House, no doubt. Maybe something was going on. I think we talked about it in our thing. I, I do think that they were kind of they were the family, not even the Warrens, but like the Lutzes were like full of shit, especially George and, and what was going on. Um no doubt there was like some weird things because that just that just kind of happens um and with this one no doubt there was there's probably something weird going on however i think when the warrens get involved it's like you know you search webmd you're like oh like my side hurts and it could possibly just be like you have a cramp but the warrens go oh my god it's a demon like <laughs> you're gonna fucking die and it just gets like insane and they're the ones that kind of ramp like, do you hear that noise like do you hear that like that that was that was that was literally the ghost of uh but yep that was her like she wasn't even on this property but she's definitely like this wasn't where she lived but she haunts you now because circumstances just were like like i think they ramp it up from like two to ten um so yeah there's probably there probably is like some paranormal stuff that happened to this poor family but i think the warrens did that confirmation bias but you're right it is it's awful which made it feel worse for the family so they got in their heads and (laughs) you know just i don't know i'm sure if any of them listen to it i know like i'm pretty sure the parents are probably dead at this point if not like very elderly um I know their their oldest daughter, Andrea, I think, right? Is that what her name is? Um, she's like, so I'm sure if she listened to this, she'd be like, forget you. Like, I'm telling the truth, kind of. But I didn't live it. You know, I'm sure if I was in their situation and I legit experienced this and I heard somebody saying that I was full of it, I'd be a little angry too. But anyway, we're going we're gonna to get a little bit more into it. I have a lot of opinions, <laughs> as y'all know. <laughs> well, it is true. You know, when you're, when you have like an, you know, an old, creaky house that you're you know you think you see shadows or something and then these two people show up claiming to be demonologists who are like we must cleanse your house for satan is here you're gonna be like oh my god like it's gonna you're gonna get freaked out you're gonna start seeing more shit and yeah that's what they do i've always thought the warrens were complete bullshit artists they're they gotta be if they're not i backed the wrong horse and i need to be worried about that (laughs) so i gotta i gotta believe that they're that it's nonsense otherwise oh boy yeah um you ever see the video of um the warrens went on some talk show it was like dick cavett or the tonight show or something and cheech and chong were there too mm-hmm. and like the warrens are being interviewed about like the devil and cheech is like making like ooh, like making spooky things at them it's so funny <laughs> see and it's like it's one of those things so like i'm pretty sure they're full of it like i'm pretty sure they're full of it however if they're not like we must be horrible people to be like ah like your foot like if Lorraine can really see you know if she could have really seen like the the auras of people and if she really could see like the figures behind people how horrible are we to be like nah nah but at the same time 
you say you have all this evidence and then you never give it to any nope 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 we're not going to show you the video we're not going to like there's that and then for me the big one they charged oh well yeah that too (laughs) if you have the only power to see to the other side and you can help people in a way that no one else can but you're also taking credit cards i don't buy it yeah to me, it's mainly that not refusing to show evidence. I'd be like, if someone, you know, uh, it's like, like little kids, for example, like little kid would be like, I saw Santa Claus last night and you'd be like, no way. And they'd be like, oh yeah. Like I totally got him on camera. Like, well, let me see. No, <laughs> I'm not gonna believe you. <laughs> like you didn't see him. Um, I'm definitely not somebody that has to see to believe. I have to experience it to believe because there's a difference between physically seeing and experiencing it. If I experience something, okay. If I have to have some sort of like connection to it. So like that that's kind of you know where i am um but like i if you can't give me i believe there are ghosts i absolutely do i believe there are spirits i believe there's stuff like that i don't believe they actually were like the crazed people or not the crazed like the the experts that could just see them and like just mm, yes there was an indian burial ground here like wow you could have guessed that for any house that you've ever been to in the world like especially in the colonies (laughs) Especially in the new, somebody died here. Like, oh, how did you know? Somebody died here. This house is how old? Is seven, sixteen, or eighteenth century? Huh? You think somebody died here in the last like two hundred plus years? Probably. Like, I think that's good. So I don't believe in mediums. I don't believe mediums because I could do that. I could be like Connor. Somebody is trying to contact me. Um, I don't think you've ever met them before, but they they know you. Like, and you oh. Oh, you mean my, my grandma that passed away, right? As I was born. Yeah. To, oh my gosh. It's totally her. And she's, she's trying to say something to you. She's like, she's, it's going to be okay. And you're like, oh man, I'm having a, a rough time with X, Y, Z. My life. like, that's exactly what she's saying. Oh my God. Yes. Connor. She's trying to tell you it's going to be, you can, it's so easy <laughs> to do that. Dear viewers. I know one of you is probably going through a hardship right now and don't worry, the a light will come into your life and you will feel better. It's the sun. That's what's going to come into your life. I'm a wizard. I got it. Like, it's not that hard. You're not exactly beating the house odds there, you know? It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's so uh, easy. But at the same time, I don't think I would be willing to go into the room of cursed items. No. Like, that's... I believe in it enough. Yeah. I'm like... Mm, like... I don't want to elbow a fucking haunted nutcracker and like, show up. <laughs> they find me dead in an attic three months later. I don't know. <laughs> nah, it's gonna. <laughs> yeah, it's like shouldn't have touched the nutcracker. Guess what it does? Cracks nuts, baby. Like oh, you no longer have children after that because you touched it. Like take it to a really demon of fucked up place of there, Michigan. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, let's talk about how the film came about before we get into the story behind the parent haunting, which right. is built in the movie as like the darkest chapter of the war and vials. And then we have a conjuring two, three and four coming out next year. So maybe to start uh, with the darkest chapter, <laughs> maybe work your way up to that. But hey, yeah, I think the Enfield haunting scarier and that's the conjuring two. So the conjuring. It took about 14 years to make. Producer Tony DeRosa Grund wrote the treatment. He allied with producer Peter Safran and sibling writers Chad and Carrie Hayes got brought on board to refine the script. The treatment and 
the uh, Ed Warren tape. I guess he had some, you know, documentation. He, he recorded a lot of himself just talking about this shit. Uh, the Hayes brothers changed the story's point of view from the Perrin family to the Warrens. They interviewed Lorraine Warren many times over the phone to clarify details. Ed died in the 80s? I believe so. Yeah. Heart attack. And Lorraine, you know, I think she passed a few years ago. 19. Yeah, 2019. Yeah. I remember when we did the Conjuring on the old Filmgasm podcast, and I think that came up. Uh, Pre-production began in early 2011. Reports surfacing in early June that James Wan was in talks to direct the film. He's one of the most accomplished horror directors working today. He directed the first Saw. He directed Insidious. He directed Aquaman. So not all horror, but you know, he's a good he, he's a good director. He's young. I had like I saw him like in an interview about this movie, and I was like, oh dang! And I didn't realize he's British. I was like, it's always a surprise Australian. when somebody's oh Australian. Okay. But like trailer, both of those really. Anytime anybody, it doesn't matter who they are. Anytime anybody has an accent with the, I'm always just like, oh, I forget like, <laughs> this exists. It's weird. It's like it's really. I don't know how to like like Christian Bale. I had no idea he was British. I'm always like jump scared by British people <laughs> because I just like. Oh, a typical American. I assume everybody's either American or not. But it's like I wasn't expecting. I don't expect most people to have a British or Australian accent. So I was watching him do the interview. I was like, oh. <laughs> like that's not an American accent. <laughs> like, oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> you you need to do some world traveling. I'm going to England. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't tell you. I'm going to England. I'm going oh, right to on. England in February. Yeah, so I'll be, I'll go to where the people are speaking that oh, every time they talk to me. Oh. Nice. I have a cousin in England and I have a friend in England. Maybe I could reach out, maybe give you some haunts to check out. Sick. Um, Sick. Yeah, England's fun. Um, so the film's title was temporarily changed to The Warren Files based on a suggestion by Juan, it was later reverted to The Conjuring, which was the original title because. What the hell is the Warren Files? That could be a movie about the Warren Commission on JFK. Like no one's gonna think, oh, that's a haunted house movie. The Conjuring makes way more sense. <laughs> uh, I thought this was kind of funny. So this is a real house. This, you know, this is based in fact. This was a house purchased in 1971 by the parents, and it has had a lot of people live there since. No one's experienced crazy shit in there. Can you imagine watching The Conjuring and you're like, is that my house? Like, wait a minute. Is, this, is, that, where, is that where I live? Like, hold on. I have a question. Yeah. The film set, not the actual house. The film set. Is that the same house they used in Amityville Horror? Like the movie? No. No. It looks so familiar. Like, I swear I've seen that house used in something. Maybe not. Maybe not. But it just, when I was watching that movie, me and then one of my roommates here were like, that looks like the Emneville Horror House. And one of our roommates was like, well, no, these are two different stories. No, 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 not like the real one. Like, we know it's not the same house. Historically, the set looks like the same set. It was weird. Well, I mean, most colonial townhomes are going to look pretty similar. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, because they were both colonial like actual colonial era homes uh how did you notice that's where like all these things take place i know it's almost like it's all built on one giant ass indian burial ground or something it's crazy like who you know and it's also always white people 
that yeah. deal with this. Like you're never like, oh, like this nice Middle Eastern family like moved in and they're dealing with like the ghost of 1970s um, teacher, you know, like Rebecca Lynch who died because she smoked a bad cigarette or something. <laughs> it's always like this white family move into house house really spooky white family say no we don't want to leave and then they stay there and get tormented and then they're like why doesn't anybody believe us like why did you stay in the house hauntings come from places of you know traditionally if you believe the lore come from places of great tragedy and calamity and darkness and that's going to be places like you know salem where a lot of people were brutally executed for meaningless crimes it's going to include you know, genocide of the Native Americans and the burial grounds that would have been trodden on by white people for centuries. If any place is going to be haunted, it's going to be places built upon that. So I, I understand, I get that. You're not going to have like some, you know, some person who OD'd in 2005 being like, you know, it's Britney, bitch. Like, you're not going to see that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it does happen sometimes, you know, there's like a brutal murder that goes unsolved and some ghost is like, it was Carl and the guy's like, oh my God. So that does kind that does happen sometimes. But like, okay, so it's like it's always like for not always. I'm sure there's other, you know, places in the US that have been haunted. But like, for example, do we know of any famous hauntings in Arkansas? I don't know of any famous anything's in Arkansas. Okay, because that's where the Trail of Tears went through. There's a bunch of death and suffering in Arkansas. Trail of Tears, go through there. Do we know anything about that? What about oh. in like in like California when people were like blown up in the like in the mines? Uh like poor, you know, Chinese laborers that were just like bah! like we're just gonna explode you so we can build it. Like, are there anything ever- why is it always Eastern America? That's not the word. There's bad stuff in other places. Like we have other pretty crazy history. Also, like I wonder too, if it's based off of like crazy tragedies and stuff like that. Do you think like groups like like the Aztec? who like murdered, murdered other indigenous cultures and stuff like that. Do you think they were haunted by people that they killed and tortured? Because like the Aztecs were brutal. Like someone tried to tell me they were like, oh, Native Americans learned how to be brutal from Europeans. Bull shit they did. Like I was sitting there and I was like, what? Aztecs? Like, hold on. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not going to get into all that. But like, as like, do you think yeah. any of them or like, you know, like way back when, like, you know, older empires that also like not even just America, but just other entities in the world, like the Mongolians, you know, going through, like, do you think Khan was like haunted by stuff? Or do you think people like after Khan, like in like the 1700s who were like living in any of the places who like he threw dead cadavers over? Do you think they've ever experienced anything? Or is this just like white people in Eastern America? That they're, oh. <laughs> Well, from the 1800s is trying to kill me like i first off i don't know do you think genghis khan really just fell off his horse maybe a ghost was like <laughs> fuck you man and pushed him off that horse i i don't know but also or scared the horse said boo they, yeah that could happen too i think you know if if ghosts are real they didn't just show up in like the 90s <laughs> they've been yeah. around for a long time maybe we didn't know what they were maybe we couldn't quantify it or maybe it's just because white people are the only race of people stupid enough to stick around and keep living here (laughs) i talked about this with austin recently like yeah it's like white people just are like well let's see what that was like what was that noise let's go check it out everybody else is like we don't need to check it out let's just get out of here bye Bye. you don't see it happen with a lot of other people because white people are fucking idiots who just want to see what's going to kill them 
it's crazy. I saw something the other day and it was like, it was a video about that. There are white people be crazy since they born. And it was like two little babies, adorable babies, little African-American baby, little white baby. There's like a skeleton sitting by both of them, fake skeleton. The skeleton like starts to move immediately. The poor little black baby starts to crawl away. She's like, nope, not about this. She leaves. Little white baby is like touching it. And it's like, what's going on here? I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and you know they're what like, I see like kids know from they know what they're supposed to do except for that kid that's like let's investigate why is the skeleton trying to hurt me my friend other little baby said bye nope out see you later <laughs> this might sound kind of racist but fuck it let's go for broke oh um <laughs> oh yeah i think that comes from centuries of just never really being conquered yeah, but I white people have absolutely been conquered by other history. white people. And other like like it's like it's I don't know. Like there's they definitely have. But yeah, it's by other white people, but like you would still be scared. Like things would have so that would be pretty scary. Apparently not. The baby was just like, oh, look at that. So no, I think oh, I think crazy. this like this complete lack of fight or flight is like I think it comes from centuries of just being like on top of things. <laughs> they said we're Either we're on top or it's another group of us that's on top. Either way. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not white, it's beige. If it's not beige, it's cream. If it's not cream, it's eggshell. But it's always something in that, you know, in that world. So I, th- I think there might be something to that. <laughs> um, but I would like to, like, go, you know, kind of trace the trail of tears and, like, look at, you know, hauntings in that area and see if there's a pattern. I think that would be kind of neat. Yeah, because it's in Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, Illinois, Missouri, Arkansas, and obviously Oklahoma. It's in all of those places. I don't ever hear nothing going on in Missouri or in Arkansas or Illinois. Alabama, okay. Like I've heard like Augusta in, in Savannah, especially Savannah is a little a lot of plantations Ooh. are very yeah. haunted. Yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. Like yeah. that makes sense. Like there's a lot of human death and suffering going on. If I was also, you know, being held against my will as an enslaved person, I too would be like, Fuck you for coming to visit my place and use me as like dark tourism. <laughs> I freak you out too. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's interesting to me. I also I would love to look into the history. This is why I kind of wish I took Dedic's, Dedic's dark tourism class because I feel I could have I could have learned some stuff. I really wish I could have taken that class. But uh, like how how long have we documented paranormal experiences? You know, like when 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 did humans start documenting? You know, the unknown and all that because I know like humans have believed in like demons and spirits and ghosts forever like that's that's not even just like a christian thing like all groups their histories and you know beliefs for the most part have some sort of like spiritual realm um but it's like when did people start to document like i personally experienced one of these things interacting with me like who was the first that's i want to know that isn't there like hauntings in the bible probably I mean, the whole I mean, technically the Holy, the Holy Spirit is a ghost. Yeah, technically the Holy Spirit is a ghost. But like, surely it would have happened before that, you know, because like surely like, you know, the Romans, because I know it was like Rome was pretty new at, at the time, at least of like the New Testament. It was, you know, still in its like glory days or whatever. Um, but like surely like before that, like, the, you know, the, the before common era period, like did the Egyptians like the Egyptians, like they had, you know, some some idea of like a really deep, like, you know, 
I just interpretation of like the afterlife and the spiritual world. So like, did any of them like deal? I don't know. I just, I really want to see, I want to read like old, old documents of people from like earliest societies to start writing things down who are like, there's fucking ghosts. Like (laughs) there's ghosts, man. I think any culture that has a perception of the afterlife has with it the idea of ghosts or some capacity. I I think, I think that it comes from, you know, a, a, a kind of shared fear of the unknown, a fear of what comes next and an, a desire to kind of put form to the formless. Yeah. So I, I think from the, the, from the moment we could walk, we were probably trying to figure out, you know, what happens after this, you know, when, <laughs> uh, when Ugg gets shot with a, with a, with a spear, where does he go? <laughs> he becomes a spooky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ghost Ugg. Ghost Ugg. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, it's a, yeah, it's a fascinating thing to think about. I don't think that's ever really been explored. Like, where did the where did ghosts come from? Not like literally, but you know, yeah. Like, when did they enter human thought? Because cool. I I think that's one of those things too that probably like dogs, humans kind of did on their own. You know, like I know dogs like some. You know, with it, like I think there's some some um, ideas that they came across the Bering Strait. So it wasn't necessarily like a lot of cultures over here just were like, we're also going to make dogs, but like, you know, th- we're gonna. I don't know, like you know what I mean? Like it's it's dogs. Like that's a hum- that's a universal thing. Like every group in history has dogs, all of them. I feel every single group in history has spiritual beliefs so was it something like the like where it's like from the instinct in humanity like you said like when ug dies what happens to ug and then from you know the you know the groups going across the bearing land bridge and doing all that and they just had that in their brains and it's been like that old or was it just independent little things where like independently people came up with the idea of zero or independently people created bread or whatever and it's just for some reason we all were just given the prometheus of knowledge of ghost like just one year in life to ghost what happened? Like, oh, you have entered into the, you've entered into consciousness. Like whenever they joke that little kids gain consciousness, like age five, humanity gain, like what happens after this at like your negative 4,873? Like, I, I think that like, maybe not Ugg, but like, you know, Ock, he saw his reflection, didn't know what it was, scared the hell out of him. And then everyone else decided there is something on the other side. Yeah, but they would have realized eventually that that was their that was their own, like the reflections, because somebody else surely would have come up and been like, "No, forgot." I don't. People can't I don't, see what I'm doing. I'm moving my hand back and forth like a mirror. <laughs> I don't trust the I don't trust the shared intelligence of humanity enough to believe that that's what happened. Oh no, man! I've seen us do some think... dumb fucking shit just lately. So oh. no, <laughs> <laughs> we are going back to. Oh. Yeah, we're, I mean, yeah, we've got, you know, people, I don't I don't want to go on a political rant here, but yeah. intelligence is in short supply these days. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, I, I, that is fascinating, though. I do want to look, I, I'd like to look into that. That would be a fun uh, research project. Yeah, just like ghosts. <laughs> when did ghosts show up? Like, <laughs> when did people start talking about it? <laughs> uh. So Norma Sutcliffe and Gerald Helfrich, which were they were the previous owners of the house on which the film was based, they sued James Wan, Warner Brothers, other production, other the other producers in 2015, on the ground that their property was being vandalized constantly as a consequence of the film. 
you make a movie based on an actual haunted house, you are going to get so many assholes trespassing on your property. That's just how it goes. Yeah. I mean, it's not even about, it's not even haunted houses. It's like any movie, TV show, whatever that has an iconic house at Breaking Bad. I absolutely would want to drive by the Walter White house. I would not throw pizza on it because I recognize people live there. I don't want to be a douche. I would do the, like the move. If I walked by, I absolutely would like make the motion of like, throw the pizza on the roof. I totally would. If I knew where the Napoleon Dynamite house was, I would go out there and be like, Tito, you fat lard, like come get some dinner. Like I would absolutely, I would not go on their property. I would drive by it just to see it. Like I would be like, like, there it is. Like, I, I saw a video, I guess, you know, the people who have the Breaking Bad house, they have a giant fence. They they monitor it at all times because people just go up there and like try to take like Heisenberg shots and stuff. Like that. <laughs> and there was this guy. There, was, there were two guys. One guy was dressed like Heisenberg and the other one was dressed as Jesse Pinkman and like the, you know, the skull cap and the jacket. And they're trying to do a video. And the owner is right in front of the house being like, nobody gives a shit. Like just screaming at them like, fuck off. It's over. Stop it. And they're like, dude, just let us get the video. And he's like, no. <laughs> it was really funny. He's They're so over it. <laughs> also, though, why would you, you know, buying that house, you know, buying that house or any, you know, buying the Amityville Horror House, you know, buying the Munsters House, uh, you know, doing any of this, that that is going to happen. Why well, would you buy it? Amityville, yes, because that was a huge famous story. Breaking Bad and the parent house, like Breaking Bad especially was just like they needed a house to film at in Albuquerque and this looked cool. They, it wasn't a famous house until the show took off and then the owners had to deal with fucking roof pizza and, you know, fans. So was it a house that they got permission to use like the outside yeah. of? So mm-hmm. it's the same owner. So the owners still own the house who owned it when the show was filmed. I think so, yeah, because you could sell okay, so that it wasn't, house for So it wasn't like now. anybody like bought it or whatever afterward. Okay, because yeah, if you went and you bought that house after the movie, like or after the show, come on, man, like. <laughs> and the parent house, like that, wasn't a huge story either. That was just you know a blip in the, you know, escapades of the Warrens, until this movie came out and everyone was like, "What? There was another Amityville style crazy horror house? Oh my god." Speaking of the beginning of the Conjuring Two, is the Warrens investigating Amityville? Nice. You should you should check that out. Nice. Apparently, there was a demonic nun who got in on that. Oh. According to the movie, that's how we got the nun spinoff. Isn't it great that history worked out like that, where there's a monster that they could spin off of? That's crazy. They said, <laughs> "Whoa, look at that! We can we can make a sequel." It's almost like it's you know all bullshit. Um, so Entertainment Weekly obtained documents in which the owners affirmed various uh, home invasions said they'd found numerous objects affiliated with satanic cults. So people were like breaking into the house and like trying to worship some demonic force. I don't get that. Yeah, I don't, don't get think, that. I don't think that I happened. Don't, I like it's not even I don't I don't think that necessarily didn't happen. I've never understood people like trying to like if you, if you believe in it, right? If you believe in it. Dealing with dark magic or dealing with worshiping of like Satan and all that, because if you believe in, you know, that deity and you believe in all that and you're going off of like the interpretation of it, like he's a dark Lord, like he's an evil being dark magic is an evil thing. So people like practicing dark, like I'm going to sacrifice a cat. Like what's wrong with you? Like, (laughs) 
what is wrong with you? I get why people like a long time ago were like, which, because <laughs> if you're just like, oh, like I'm doing like little stuff to like help bless people. It's like, okay, I'm sacrificing a cat so that I can put a curse on this area. Like you're just an asshole. Like <laughs> why, why? I, I am way more fearful of, of the, of the God sacrifices than the devil sacrifices. I feel it's like just... the devil, I've always thought of him as more of a, more of a warden, you know, keeping shit locked down down there so that like the dark shit doesn't get out of hell. Someone's got to keep a lock on that door. That's how yeah, I like Hades. Him. Yeah. Kind of like Hades or like Lucifer from the Netflix show. Who's just like, fuck you, dad. I'll have my own life, which was awesome. I love that show. Yeah. But, uh, I don't, also, you know, there are pe- people who are just fucking masochists. Most people, not most people, but like a lot of people are just like, if they believe in this, they're like, I want the world to burn and I want to be the one who lit the match. It's just so that's 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 I think really where I'm like, like one of one of my former roommates who was living here with me, um, very much a part of like, you know, very spirituality in the sense of like, you know, there's spirits around us and like that kind of more like the pagan kind of ideas. And they were telling me that they don't even like they don't fuck with people that do dark magic because they were like, why? Like, if you're doing that, like, you're just an asshole. Like, it's not like, I think it's like the same thing with like, uh, I I can't, you know, if she ever listens to this, I'm sorry, I should know more about like the the kind of stuff. But, you know, she also is kind of like witchy vibes and stuff like, oh, like, you know, we're gonna do like blessings. And we're like, you know, sacrifice like the moon goddess and stuff like that. But like, she too is like, yeah, no, we don't mess with dark magic people. So it's like, even like the people that are in to that, the the pagan rituals and stuff are even like, no, no, dude, like, we don't go with the, the weird dudes that are like, trying to cause chaos. So I don't know. like those are just as bad as like religious extremists to me that are like going and like cutting people's heads off in the name of whatever deity sacrificing like animals and cats so that something bad can happen that's just as bad except you know it's just i don't know animals and cats that's an interesting yeah animals and cats it's different (laughs) cats are different (laughs) my bad Sorry, cats. I like cats. I don't know why I said animals and cats, but you know, like animals, for example, cats. <laughs> I, I, we've talked about this. I, I think it's crazy to sacrifice anything in the name of anything to, to propel a belief forward with violence and hatred. I think that's just insane, no matter what you believe. So whether it's the yeah. devil, whether it's God, whether it's the flying spaghetti monster, whether it's Chuck down the road, I don't care. I'll hail the mighty Chuck. <laughs> the one, the one true Chuck. Yeah, he's doing, he's doing great. Chuck was the one that uh, Oak saw a long time ago. He's <laughs> he looked thousands of years into the future. The oh. Chuck just being like, "How you doing?" <laughs> ah! <laughs> That's a that's a religion I could get behind. <laughs> Check. Uh, the lawsuit revealed that the uh, previous owners bought the house in 1987 and lived in peace until 2012. So, like, no, nothing happened in this house between the parents and the Conjuring movie. Everyone who lived there was like, it's just a house in Rhode Island. I see I read some stuff where people were saying like yeah like we heard stuff and then the like the most recent owners as of some of the things that were reading she had claimed that she had heard some weird things but then she tried to say no I've never heard weird stuff so then people that are like for it were like you're trying to go back on your story and stuff but like 
for the most part, I've, I read that most people were like, yeah, not like we heard stuff, but like you hear stuff in any old house. And again, I think you could have heard stuff if that wasn't necessarily like just creaking or like, they might've actually heard like spooky things, but that doesn't mean some, you know, you know, farmer's wife from 1812 is trying to sacrifice your baby because she stuck a sewing needle in a kid's head, like a long time ago, like <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that was a brutal example. Because wow. that's what they think Bathsheba did. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the case was dismissed in 2017 because Warner Brothers was like, it's a haunted house. That's on you. <laughs> <laughs> so, nope. He knew about going in. <laughs> <laughs> the success of The Conjuring has spawned several related films and sequels. There's 2016's The Conjuring 2. Uh, 2020s or 2021s the conjuring the devil made me do it which is about the only time in u.s history that um possession by the devil was a valid uh defense in a court of law <laughs> so there's a documentary on netflix that just got released about that called i think it's called the devil made me do it or something said, like hey that. i'm sorry i didn't pay my child support because the devil said you will not pay for your child's education and i said oh my bad okay he threatened to kill my cat bro well i wish the guy brutally stabbed somebody like a hundred times killed them oh. and then said i didn't do it i was possessed <laughs> by the devil and the warrens are like they're they were he was possessed by the devil your honor he's right <laughs> Uh, and then tried to defend it. That's what the third film's about. The third film kind of sucks, by the way. Um, then there was the Annabelle spinoff. We meet Annabelle in this movie. Uh, the real Annabelle was a Raggedy Ann doll. So, but that's not creepy enough. Not as creepy. So they made up their own Annabelle. There's three Annabelle movies. There's 2014's Annabelle, 2017's Annabelle Creation, and then Annabelle Comes Home from 2019. Only the second one's any good. Creation's the only one that's pretty good. The other two kind of suck. <laughs> And then there's the there's the nun, Valak, the demon nun we meet in The Conjuring 2, got her own movie in 2018, and the sequel, The Nun 2, in 2023. There's also The Curse of La Llorona, which was released in 2019, but or 2016 maybe, I don't remember. But it's since been disowned by the franchise because it's a really shitty movie and they would like to not, they don't want it to play in the playground anymore. Even though the priest from Annabelle is in that movie and you cannot deny the crossover happened. The Conjuring was a huge success, grossing $319 million on a budget of $20 million. I don't think anybody expected wow. that. The horror film that was released in the summer and everyone was like, this is amazing. I remember going to see it with my family and I had a family member scream bloody murder at, a, at the exorcism scene. He won't admit that it happened, but I was there. I was laughing so hard I didn't remember what was going on on the screen because I'd never seen that that guy scream like that. It was funny. Uh, it has an IMDb score of 7.5, Rotten Tomatoes score of 86%, audience score of 83%. Critics consensus reads, well-crafted and gleefully creepy, The Conjuring ratchets up dread through a series of effective old-school scares. It is streaming on Max. Uh, so before we discuss the film, let's take a look at the real documented case of the Perrin family haunting and the Warrens. What do you got for us? Uh, yeah. So this was in 1971, right? So 
before Amityville happened, but it was this, it was the same decade, so not too long after this was the Amityville horror. Um, but yeah, 1971, parent family decides to move into this new house. Uh, for what I saw, Carolyn actually found the house herself and was like, this is where we're going. And they were just like, okay. And they decided to move there. They have five daughters and they move into this home that was an 18th century colonial home with 200 acres pretty big property pretty nice um from the um oh my goodness arnold arnold estate one documentary i was listening to was like it's the benedict arnold estate i was like no it's not like just because they have the same last name does not mean anything they're trying to make it like benedict arnold the great trader i'm like see this is how this stuff spreads this is how this stuff spreads i was like this was not benedict arnold's house like what is this anyway it's not benedict arnold's house um yeah they moved there and according to a lot of the stories i read they they started to notice things pretty quickly but it wasn't like scary stuff immediately so it wasn't like in the movie i don't even think they had a dog like i i hadn't read anything that confirmed they had a dog the movie right the dog dies i knew the dog was gonna I, die dog said mm, i don't go in and the dog die i find it kind of hard to believe that a family of seven doesn't have a dog yeah i mean yeah but like maybe not i don't know i don't know if they had a dog i don't know if they did i can't rem- i i didn't look and like try and get the the tea if they did one thing two things i i listened to and some stuff i read said they did not have a dog another thing that i listened to said they did doesn't necessarily matter i don't know maybe they had a pet maybe they did it either way they move in and it's actually not that bad initially um the kind of the ghosts they apparently first start to experience according to the girls actually they said that when they first were like moving in that was when the old owners were moving out so it's kind of like switch like hey guys like welcome in all right bye um according to the girls they actually saw like an old dude just like sitting in the kitchen and they thought it was just like somebody there you know helping to move out so they were just like oh hey dude and like he didn't say anything to them and they're like okay and like they came back like where'd he go and like he was just, she just wasn't there anymore and apparently there was there was no old man all along so that was like the kind of part of it that was when they were first moving in um and then there was some other stuff like initially i think andrea the the oldest daughter at the time she mentioned that there was like a really nice like female entity that apparently would like tuck the girls in every night and like kiss them on the forehead like you know good just like nice like motherly nothing like weird like well you know sexual but just like oh like have a good night so like they had like a cool cool relationship and then they had another one that was like a little sweeping ghost you just like to sweep stuff He'd, like sweep they'd hear the broom going and then they'd come downstairs and the broom would be somewhere new and there'd be a little dust pile next to it it's like happy little ghost which is so precious like i think we always think about bad ghosts right we think of like the spooky stuff like oh that ghost is gonna like turn like the lights off and whatever but like, we don't think about like the happy ghost. so like i shout out to whatever that ghost was this is legit the sweeping one doing the like oddly like helpful thing like i was thinking about this when i was i was like you know if i was a ghost and i had to do something helpful that might be something i did i'd be like sweeping you never have dust on anything because i'd just be like like little ghosts you know the cloth would move and the dust would be gone i'd be the dusting ghost Two things. One, if I'm dead and I'm a ghost, the last thing I'm ever going to do is like clean for somebody. What if they're like a really nice family and you're just like, oh, like they're in my guys. house. I'm going to beat those people. <laughs> okay, let's say, okay, let's say though, let's just say, right? You had to do something nice. You don't have to clean, but like if you're going to be like an oddly, like you're just, you know, I'm going to be a different ghost. I'm going to be a friendly ghost. What are you going to do? What kind of friendly, helpful kind of things would you do? I will bring in the newspaper. 
That's pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be that'd be kind of right. Imagine a family just like wake up like what in tarnation? Like I could have sworn like they might like the dad might go out one day and be like, hey, Billy, like, thanks for bringing the newspaper up to our door. Like, I don't do that, Mr. Jackson. Like I, I throw it right here on the doorstep. He's like, what? <laughs> like, I will. I'll rearrange the furniture every day. <laughs> they'll, they'll love that. You get a new house every day. Yeah, I always like that too. The idea of like, okay, if you're doing something helpful, it's like one weird, just like, it's not scary, but it's just like slightly inconvenient thing, which you do. <laughs> that one would be fun. I always said I'd like knock pencils off of desks. Like you put the pencil, but it wouldn't be like crazy. It would just be like, you know, when it starts to just roll because you think your table's like not level like that. Or I just thought about this because I'm on my computer, switch the keys around on your keyboard. Not all of them, but I'd switch like a couple of them around. Like I wouldn't put like Q where it's supposed to go. And then you'd be like, huh? Like why? Or I'd like spell something on the keyboard. You'd just be like, dang it. You have to know how to put the QWERTY keyboard back together because all your keys are messed up. I would spill fruit juice under the fridge. Oh, that's mean. So it's impossible to clean. You got to move the whole damn fridge. Yeah. There was um there was an episode of the show Angel, which was a spinoff of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Great show, both of them. Mm-hmm. Where one of the characters named Cordelia got a super great deal on an apartment in L.A. that turned out to be crazy haunted. Oh. And she was at odds with the ghost because she's like, I am paying really good. I'm paying a really good price for this apartment. I'm not going to lose to the ghost. And she she solved his murder. He was like his mother had like boarded him up alive in the walls because she was like, you're not going to date anybody. I am your I'm the only woman you need. It was crazy. His name was Dennis. And when she unearthed his body, he was like, he still wouldn't leave. So he was like, she, she was like, I'll make you a deal. You can stay. Just don't piss me off. And then he became like her bodyguard. Like and then whenever something bad happened in the apartment, he was like, I got this. And like would throw out the monster or something. It was cool. Dennis became like just her friendly neighborhood ghost <laughs> you know it's kind of that's kind of funny that she's like you could say just don't piss me off i do the same thing anytime i think i hear something weird if i'm like i don't know what that was like i'm kind of on edge or whatever every single place i've ever lived ever if it's like my house with my family apartments i hear where i'm I'm at right now with my job i always give the same speech pretty much to something that might be in the house which is yo i'm sorry that i'm here like i understand this is not where i'm from this is your place you know you're, you're probably not happy with the circumstances that some random person moved to your house i get it i get it um i can't change the fact that i'm here because of xyz i'm an intern i'm a student i don't have money for my own house i'm sorry i will not disrespect you i promise like i'm not trying to come in here across problems um you're cool using my stuff like i'm cool like you want to use my stuff like you want to nap in my bed like i don't care you like it's, it's you know it's a full-size bed there's plenty of room in there if i'm asleep you want to take a nap go for it like i don't care you're a ghost as long as you don't keep me awake at night, if you keep me from sleeping, that's when we're going to have problems. And then I always put the threat in. I'm Catholic. I will exercise your ass out of existence. That's where it's like, we can be cool. I will respect you. But if I cannot sleep because of you, then we're going to have a problem. Like everything else is cool. Like I'm not going to mess with you. Like I'm cool. Use my stuff. Don't waste electricity or water or whatever. And that's, I like that. So that's, that's kind of cool. I like that, that story or that idea. Like, yeah, I'm cool. Like, sorry. And then he's like, I'm gonna protect you because you're cool to me. Like, yeah, now I'll go. I don't think all ghosts are trying to get, I think if you just talk to him like a person, you're just like, Hey, and then if they don't listen, then you got to resort to the other stuff. But if you're like, Whoa, hold up, hold up. Like, I don't know. We don't know if ghosts can read people's minds. They don't know our intentions. So you just got to be like, Hey, like, <laughs> 
I thought I have actually I have stories. I have I have a lot of stuff. But like one time I thought there was ghosts in my house like here. And um, I was watching a baseball game and I was like, maybe it's in my room. And I already did a little speech. So I was like, hey, ghosts, like if you're in here, you might be like, what the hell are you watching? I don't know what century you're from. This is something called baseball. And I was like explaining what baseball was. And I felt cool. Like the room calmed down a little bit. I was like, hmm, maybe just it was just curious what I was watching this baseball. Like, also, the Rangers went to the World Series. So that's pretty sick. Eat them up, Rangers. <laughs> Two things. One, I just it just occurred to me. Imagine being a vampire in like, you know, Africa or like on you know the other in like you know, like an Aborigine vampire around the time of the crucifixion, and not realizing why all of a sudden like lower lowercase t's. Are really hurting and they you can't stand to be around them you don't know why certain water makes you blister something's going on something changed but you don't know what it was <laughs> like why why is this happening uh and the other thing you should what if you're a jewish vampire yeah like can you like, are you invincible <laughs> it's interesting yeah yeah i wonder about that like if you you know like is i wish i could because it'd be funny if like garlic only affected like italian vampires oh, that'd be so sad yeah. <laughs> hey I'm, I'm vamping here anyway um you should probably stop doing that because you're kind of inviting this thing into your life if there is Bro, it's not there. it's not doing nothing to hurt me i'm good well one day you're gonna it's gonna that's gonna be a green light to fuck up your life i'm straight i don't think there's anything i think we good like what I'm you're good. supposed to do is ignore it do not let it know that it's affecting you like don't acknowledge it's not, i'm not scared and i'm not freaking out i'm just like hey this is baseball I treat my part whatever if I start going like like call my parents and tell them I gotta get picked up early that would be a very strange phone call like hey I know we've only met once but I think Isabel's possessed and I can't do anything about it I don't know. I'm on the mindset. I don't think that all spirits or demons are evil. I don't think that every noise you hear is something automatically trying to ruin your life. I don't think it's always something that's going to possess you or whatever. I really think that some of like, not all of them are like, not all of them are from the 18th century and are like, like some of them could be from not that long ago. Some of them could be from way, like way longer. And it could just be like, oh, I just died. And just for some reason, like for some reason I can't get to the other life. So I'm just kind of here now. Like, or, you know, I, I wasn't the other life, but I was like, nah, I want to go back to the earth and just like mess around and like that's true but i don't want to accidentally you know i'd rather err on the side of caution and not invite one that is here to destroy my life because i wanted to talk to the cool hippie ghost <laughs> and I'm oftentimes sure my ghost likes nirvana i i remember you showed me that was weird <laughs> um but i feel like you know most of these most of the time like the bad ghost is not open with hey you know i'm fucking you know azazel and i'm here to tear your life apart no they're like hey what's up i'm a cool fun ghost little girl with the ouija board let's have let's talk well i'm not using a ouija board or any of that i'm not allowed to um <laughs> good 
Yeah, I, I don't use Ouija boards or nothing. I'm not going to do a seance or whatever. But I'm just like, hey, man, like if you're in here. But again, I'm Catholic. I, I pray every night. Like this is a very, this is a very blessed room. This room is constantly being prayed in. Like if ghosts really are like, oh, we don't like holy things. I don't know why they'd still be in here if they were really angry about that stuff. Like I'm pretty strong in my faith. And it also seems to be a lot of times when people get like, they're not, they're not spiritual. They're not that, or they're not as connected to their faith. Cause like, I think this family, they weren't religious. No. Yeah, they were. And it's not all the time. Like sometimes it could also be like the other way. Like you're super religious. You're just like, oh. it's like everything, but yeah. like, I'm. It's like when you, you know, you brush your teeth five times a day, but you still get a cavity. It's like... Yeah. It's yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm cool. I'm, sh I'm cool. But <laughs> that would explain why I've been waking up in a different part of my apartment, like at least once a week. Maybe so. you just got to talk to it and say, come on, man. My first week Catholic here, friend. I saw something standing in my living room. Tell it you have a Catholic front and I'll come exercise it out of existence. Threaten it. And then invite it to watch baseball with you. No, I want to do an Ed Warren style unsanctioned exorcism because I kind of know about it, which is well, what he, he didn't, did. He didn't do it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about that. We're talking about history. We're going to keep on going. Anyway, yeah. back to the story. <laughs> friendly ghost. Happy friendly ghost. Sweeping ghost. Not pouring juice underneath fridge ghost. Uh, <laughs> not watching baseball ghost. But like friendly ghost. Unfortunately, though, there already was kind of a creepy thing that happened when they moved in. According to the family, when they moved in, um, when Carolyn and uh, shoot, what's his name? Where's it at? I had his name. Oh, my goodness. Carolyn and her husband. They moved in. Roger. There we go. Got it. Roger. They moved in. I, I heard it was either the previous owners. I also heard it was like the person who sold them the house. Either way, they get the keys and they're like, for the benefit of your children, leave the lights on when you go to bed. That's what they told them. Not a good way to start off your. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to do life. I'm going to do that the next like when I move out of this place. And like if I get to like meet the next renter, I'm going to be like, for the love of God. <laughs> make sure you flip the switch on the dishwasher only at 805 only at 805 <laughs> like be very serious and specific about it only because <laughs> like i've definitely i've moved into a place before and had a neighbor give me some foreboding warning however it was not it was not ghost related i moved in my first apartment in graduate school i moved in I was moving my stuff in my neighbor. Okay, howdy, neighbor. Like, how's everything going? I was like, oh, it's going good. And he's like, oh, you just, just move in here? Like, yeah, so I moved my stuff in. And he's like, oh, okay. Uh, did they tell you about the flooding? Like, the what? And they're like, yeah, uh, when it rains, you might want to watch the floors. Like, huh? And it's because it flooded all the time because the place that I rented was Lemon. And the people that I rented from, uh, Skiles um, Real Estate in San Marcos, Texas, do not rent from them. They can go mm -hmm. to hell. Skiles AMS, they are the worst. They rented me an apartment that they knew flooded, that they knew took on water every time it rained. And they didn't bother telling me anything. I could have sued them for the mold, breaking the mold addendum because I put mold test kits in there. That was my foreboding neighbor beware of the of the floors they leak water not because of some demon but because skyle's real estate sucks and won't pay enough money to fix it and instead they're gonna rent it out and then they're gonna have their tenant break the lease because they threatened to sue them because that's what i did i said i'll kill you and they let me out <laughs> that sucks i remember you telling me about that and i remember feeling really bad that i couldn't help you yeah, that was that was at the beginning of graduate school too. That wow. was like the first semester or second semester. It was after because we met online in um, Townsend's class or Murphy's class. Yeah, yeah, Murphy's class. And then when we had in person, I guess courses. That was yeah. That was <laughs> within. I think I moved in in August. No, 
late July, I was out by October, the end of October, because it was any time it rained, water would seep up through the floors. I have it all documented on Instagram. It was a very stressful time in my life. Um, not happy about it. I definitely tried to go over to that house to that apartment a couple of times and knock on the people's door because they rented it out again just to be like to be the foreboding oh you better be watched out like, <laughs> your floors are gonna leak because they don't know how to properly fix things <laughs> um, you should have yeah, so- like you should have like dunked yourself in like a bucket of water so you looked all like like you were to death <laughs> and be like, don't do uh-huh. it <laughs> stay away Chuck i think it would be a fun me. I think it would be a I, this is kind of shitty, but also like I feel like it would be really fun to like hang around open houses and and just tell people like did they tell you about what happened in here? <laughs> did you hear about the murders? I wouldn't move in there, man. I would. Do- <laughs> you probably get sued for doing that. <laughs> You'd easily get sued for that. But yeah, sadly, unlike me, Carolyn and Roger did not get just to simply like oh be careful. It gets really cold in the winter. It was a yeah, leave the lights on for your children's sake. Um, but again, when they first moved in, like nothing really happened. But it started to, it's, stuff started to happen within the year because the Warrens actually didn't show up as soon as they moved. They showed up like a year later. They were experiencing this stuff for a while. Um, but it started to get worse um, when like at night, like around like 5.15 in the morning, they would start to smell rotting flesh like in the house, like almost every night. Uh, I think in the movie, the girls were like, stop farting or whatever kind of a thing. Um but like they apparently started to smell rotting flesh in the middle of the night and they reported that like their beds would start like lifting into the air and then they just be thrown from them or the girls would have like, their hair pulled and they were moved around the house. Um, one of the, the girls claims that some ghost actually like came up to her in the middle of the night and was like, there are seven dead bodies buried in the walls and like told her that. And they were like, what? Like they said that there were soldiers that were buried in the walls. Um, and according to even some further things, they did not include this in the movie. Um, Andrea claims that there was also um, a really bad, like it wasn't Bathsheba. We're not at that point yet. There was another one that was almost as bad, probably worse, honestly, than Bathsheba in the sense of what happened. She doesn't go into detail in it. Every interview, pretty much she says the same thing. She says, quote, let's just say there was a very bad male spirit in the home with five little girls. Jesus. And the family still stayed there. They claim it's a financial stuff. If your girls, I'm not going to say this is what happened, but you're thinking a a male spirit, five little girls. What are we all thinking? We're all thinking, you know, getting, getting touched pedophilia. We're thinking that stuff. Why the hell would you stay in a house where your girls are telling you we're getting inappropriately molested? Because that's kind of like, was it a male spirit or was something happening with your dad? Like, that's just, you know, if we don't believe in ghosts, was something happening with your dad? It's that to me, that's pretty disgusting on the family's part for choosing to stay in the house. I know finances are hard. I get that. Like, we can't move anywhere. You could you're going to choose to stay and let your girls get like molested and raped or whatever, instead of, you know, facing like, I'd rather be homeless than have my girls be scarred for life with that kind of stuff. Like homeless, we're not getting raped. Like, at least in that sense, we can go to a shelter, we can find family, we can find someone at school that can help us, you know, but that to me, that's insane. I can't imagine that. Real quick. I just want to clarify. We are in no way called like saying that Roger Perrin was a, was a pederast we have nothing to back that up no 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 yeah no 
Yeah. But yeah, there is, a- there is nothing confirmed. There's nothing that says that, but that's just, if you don't believe in ghosts, you're like, what I don't, a girl, a kid would not make that up. A no. kid would not make up. Something is doing that. So if it wasn't a ghost, you know, what was happening? That's, that's not right. And yeah, you're right. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not at all accusing anybody of anything. Um, please like, do not go reach out and be like confirmed. He's no, no. But why would you stay? You know, like, why would well, you stay in that house? And like, they always said his finances. Um, reminds me of this Japanese story where this person thought they had a ghost and they set up a camera and it turns out they had a woman living in the walls who would come out at night and steal food. She was living in the walls for months. She never hurt them. She just needed somewhere to stay and she grabbed food. But like a lot of, you know, paranormal activity could just be like very crafty uh, squatters. It could. And especially some, oh, there's seven people. There could be a creepy random dude in there doing the same thing. Like the old guy they saw when they moved in. Maybe it was just some creepy dude living in the house. Yeah. Like it definitely is possibility. Um, But that to me, I don't know, like, and that's why it's also this could be totally bullshit because I think any good parent would choose to leave. So the fact that they didn't choose to leave, but Andrea, Andrea is now saying that that's what happened. Is she making that up to try and sell like books and to sell her kind of thing? Cause she won't go into details. I would hope you wouldn't lie about that, but like people lie about things all the time. So I don't, I don't know. Like that, that's to me, that is way worse than the stuff that happened with Bathsheba. Like the, the next part of the story, that is significantly worse. If you have five young girls, the oldest being 12 that are saying that stuff is happening and you're like, Oh, we're still going to stay here. Come on. Like that's a mm, mm, little, little stinky, little nasty is no likey, but I don't know. That's yeah. Like, like, would you, would you, st- let's say like that wasn't happening. Okay. It's not as bad as that. If you're in a house and you're experiencing, like it smells like rotting flesh. Like if this has actually happened to you, it smells like rotting flesh every single night at five fifteen in the morning, your beds are getting lifted up in there. You're getting flown from them. Your kids are being told there's, there's dead people in the, in the, whatever you're like, your clocks are stopping every day at the same time. Would you stay in that house? Even if you had nowhere else to go? Well, um, I can kind of speak from personal experience here. Um, so I briefly did live in a haunted house. Um, when I lived in Frederick, Maryland, my mom and I, uh, my mom bought a house that turned out to have been a uh, civil war hospital. <laughs> oh, I heard you're telling me about this. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I, I'm pretty sure I have a great deal of repressed memories about what happened in that house. Um, we moved out at some point uh, after my mom had an experience I will not share here out of respect. But um, I remember I had a in my bedroom, I had to sleep facing the window because I absolutely could not face the other side of the room. I don't remember why, but I remember feeling like something on that side of the room doesn't want me here and it's going to hurt me. Yeah. And we... We were we weren't there long. We were only there for like a year. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd love to. I don't know, undergo hypnosis or something and find out. You know, find those memories. Yeah. But I'm afraid of what I'm gonna find out. It's frightening. Once I found out that, like, you know, that pe- a lot of people died in that house. <laughs> that was yeah. That was freaky. Imagine, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I think my mom did the right thing, getting us the hell out of there. 
but uh, yeah Which, obviously least. excuse me you were, you didn't have that choice of leaving you know as a kid like you could just be like my mom pack it up see you later like i'm gonna go live somewhere else i'm gonna go live under a bridge i'm gonna be a troll now like but uh, i don't know like i get finances are hard but they stayed in this house for a while they they were there for more than two years like they were there for a long time a long time they lived in this house and people were constantly questioning why and they always said it was finances I, I don't, I really, I don't buy, I either don't buy that they're staying because of finances or I don't buy that this even happened because if it's as bad as this family says it was, there is no damn way you can tell me you would have stayed in that house with the amount of stuff they claimed happened for that long. Like, mm -mm. like something is not correct here. I do think stuff definitely could have happened, but like to the extent that they say it, well, it's it's, um, you know, it's it's easier to go out and just, you know, figure shit out, abandon a house when you're haunted if it's just you or like you and your partner. But when it's a family of seven, you got five kids. There's not a lot of options for what you can do. I mean, if this is really happening, it's not like you can just like, you know, go get a motel room long term or, you know, live on the street. You got five kids. So, I mean, the haunted I mean, house I is kind of all you got. Like I, I do, again, I get that. I get that aspect, but I, like, the, I think it's really the part where she says bad male spirit with five little girls. Yeah. That's where it really hangs me up. You would keep your children in that house, even send them somewhere else, send them to a, like they went to school, send them to someone's, you know, see if somebody would take them in. I guarantee you there would be a couple families. Even if you'd have to split them up, they would have been safer if this is legit happening. So the fact that they didn't meet either is like poor parenting or this is bullshit and it wasn't actually as crazy as it was because I really would like to think it's that and it's not that the parents are, we're just going to keep letting our girls get touched by ghosts. Like, Yeah, fair enough. You know, I don't, I think I don't, know, that one, I don't know how uh, I would handle I that kind of situation because like on one hand, your kid is is telling you that they, they've been molested. On the other hand, it's a ghost. So like, I don't know how I would handle that. I mean, I'd, I'd try to do an investigation of some sort. I don't know if I'd take it to the police. It's it's a ghost. It's a ghost diddler. I mean, what do you, what the how, how do you handle that kind of report? I mean, you want to be angry, but like, what are you angry at? How can you fight that? Yeah. If it's even yeah, true. It's I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's I think that's really where it gets me. Like when I got to that detail, I was like, hold up, man. Like, wait a minute. Wait. That's why it's like, I think some of this is true. But I don't think it was as true as they say, because I think with that detail alone, that would have been enough. I think for any parent to be like, at least my kids are getting out of here. They would say, I get it. They can't move. I get it. It is expensive to move houses. That's very expensive. Why would you leave the kids there? That's what it is. And everybody was experiencing stuff. It wasn't just the kids because even like the dad, later on claims that he was getting some like some sexual stuff going on but it was like favorable stuff for him and even the mom was <laughs> saying yeah exactly yeah stuff keeps going on so let me let me keep going through history right okay so that's the that's the male spirit that's the male spirit we don't Why know were all the rape ghosts cut out of the movie <laughs> because apparently if they made it actually the way the movie is supposed to be like the actual story it would have been nc-17 and they didn't want it to be nc-17 
Jesus. They hey, wanted so- it to be PG-13 and the, you know, the, the parental rating people were like, no, <laughs> like they ain't no way you making the story PG-13. So they got it to be an R, but if they had actually made it exactly what happened, according to the parents, it would have been NC-17 because yeah, you can't, you can't put children getting inappropriately, you know, touched by a ghost or whatever. Like that's that's awful. Like, how would you, how would you film that? How would you tell, okay, child actor, I want you to sit here on bed and just start crying and we're going to CGI, uh, you know, a ghost, ghost, well, you know, like they're not, they, I, I hope to God they wouldn't film it. They would just have it in the movie. Be like, daddy, I have to tell you something. Oh, hopefully Still, they do it that way. I don't, they, you don't film that shit. My God. No, no, no. I can see a movie doing it where like a girl's asleep and you just seem like <gasps> they just like wake up. And then the next morning, dad, let me tell you what happened. Like, Holy shit. And it's just like, huh, either way, like it's, it's crazy. So there's that, right. There's that. Bathsheba, this is the next one that comes in. So that's, that's kind of the, the stuff that was going on. Not good situation. The, the biggest spirit that was apparently in this house was a woman named Bathsheba Thayer, who was born in 1812 and was apparently a witch. Uh, they consider her a witch because she at some point was caring for a baby, like an infant child. And during her care of this baby, it died. And when they found the baby dead, they found that it had a needle-sized incision in the back of its skull, which caused it to die. They think that Bathsheba killed it, sacrificing the baby to the devil. The town was a riot. They were like, oh my God, she is a witch. We're going to we're, we're convict her, try her. She was never found guilty. They never found evidence to kill her. So she was not ever convicted of being a witch. She always had that on her though. Like ever since that happened, she always had that kind of label on her. Um, she did have a husband who was a farmer. So she was just, you know, a simple farmer's wife. Um, they had one surviving son, but we think that they had at least three others who died at a very young age. So unfortunately, you know, she had some issues um, and then she ended up you know she passed away like she didn't end up getting killed or anything like that she died according to legend they say when she died she turned to stone her body just like turned into stone because they think she made a deal with the devil which made her like the most beautiful woman in the town and when she died the devil took away that beauty and turned her into stone that's really stupid because i don't think turning into stone makes you ugly because you've seen some very beautiful like you know stone statues before like it's that's stupid whatever another thing that is kind of stupid about this is the community actually gave her a Christian burial in town. Like she has a headstone. She has a, a grave plot. I think they even had um, the little like, you know, Bathsheba Thayer died today on this whatever site. Like they gave her all that stuff. If you thought she was a witch and she was doing occult things, you wouldn't have done that. You would not have given her a Christian burial. You would not have put her name up. You would not have put her by her, her children and her husband and stuff like that. I don't think you really would have way back when. Um, but supposedly, either way, she was. She's a ghost. And that's who's now haunting the um, the family at this point in the story. Weird that she wasn't just executed. Like, when, I mean, a lot of, you know, accused witches, it's not like they ever had proof of any of this shit. How come she was just like, oh, we don't have enough evidence to convict, so just go about your life? She wasn't lynched or anything? No, be- well, because also the Salem and all that stuff, that occurred in the 1600s. That was 1600s, King James I. This was 
she was born in 1812. So when this would have happened, it would have been maybe in the 1820s, 1830s, okay, different so time period. Like, you know, we're, we're a little we're, bit more educated. We're, we're, we're more educated. They're not, that's why they wouldn't, but they were, that's why I was a little concerned when I heard them saying they accused her of being a witch. I'm like, Oh, are we, are we still doing that in the, in the 1830s? Like during the gold rush and stuff, like we're not the gold rush yet, but you know, we're getting to the, you know, we're expanding West. We're doing that even more. We're getting close to the industrial revolution. Are we still convinced? No, so they never they never convicted her or anything because I think that was a, maybe there were some radical people which and they're just like come on man like what year is it insert you're here like circuit not, county judge was like are you fucking kidding me dismissed yeah kind of a thing <laughs> but this you know this poor woman had to deal with that her whole life whether or not it's true we don't know but according to the Warrens that is who's causing all these problems. I don't, I can't remember if the family had determined it was Bathsheba yet at this point. I don't think they had. I think it was actually the Warrens who were like, it's Bathsheba kind of a thing. In the film, it's like Lorraine has a vision outside of like a witch, you know, hanging from the tree. And she's like, oh, I know who's haunting your house. So that's right. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. So yeah. Anyway, so Bathsheba, right in this house, um, she's she's the one that's causing a lot of problems. That's the one that mainly the movie is based off of. Um, Andrea believes that Bathsheba was actually jealous of her mom's role as a matriarch of the family because she claims that Bathsheba was like, I want to be the one in charge of this house. Bathsheba also never lived on this estate. That's another important thing to keep in mind. Bathsheba was not from the Arnold property. She lived near the honored property. This is not uh, her property. So let's get that out of the way, Warrens, okay? Um, she, but according, again, jealous of her mom's role. Also... They think that she was jealous of her mom being married to Roger. Roger apparently would feel a woman like touching him at night, centrally kissing him, caressing him. It was not his wife. He was getting like these, like these nice encounters with the female ghost, with the older men, right? You know, his wife, Carolyn, was getting beaten and bruised physically and mentally tormented while he was, so he didn't give, he was getting a good deal out of this. He's like, oh, I'm getting, you know, not ghost raped. I'm getting, you know, like ghost, uh, you know, porn. Like, this is great. This is, this is my dream. This is like the freaking scene in Ghostbusters when they like zip, what is it, Dan Aykroyd? And yeah. he zipped down his pants. This, that's, he's going through Dan Aykroyd right now. Like, <laughs> he's not going through the lady like floating in the bed and Bill Murray's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I I love that, like, apparently you can just say, like, what is the, like, what's the uh, the radius for, like, a haunting? Can I just say, like, the ghost that I'm experiencing lived three blocks away? Can you just, can you just do that? Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe we should ask a ghost. How far can you move? Are you like a person? Can you just like walk wherever you want? Like, how does this work? According, yeah, to, she wasn't... according to everything I've ever watched, there is like an anchor point. There's a parameter. Yeah. So like, you can't like go wherever you want. Yeah. How come there's no well, famous cor- ghosts? Like, <laughs> like, I want to be haunted by like Elvis. Well, they think Anne Boleyn haunts the Tower of London. That would which make makes sense. sense. Like, that makes total sense. Homegirl was killed also accused of being a witch um because her husband was pissy that she didn't have a son and that she was like really smart and stuff like that um they also claim that Bathsheba um on the property of the Arnold estate again not this is not where Bathsheba lived but we're going to keep going into the ghost thing they claim that she had a baby and she actually (coughs) excuse me killed one of those babies as like a sacrificial thing 
and then hung herself as like a thing for the devil and that's why she's oh that was never that would have been that would have been she did not die by suicide like as far as i know she did not die by suicide i could be wrong um but i'm pretty positive she didn't and if she did it wasn't to that sense there were some suicides in this house supposedly but that's a 200 plus year home it's going to happen. It's sad, but it probably will happen in a house that is that old. And you're going through all of these tough, tough times. If you have a house that was built before 1929, guarantee you one of those houses, somebody probably killed themselves because the stock market crashed. Like it's sad, but like that stuff kind of happens. But anyway, the, the Warrens still are not in the story at this point. They experienced this for over a year before somebody finally decides maybe we should say something so these kids are experiencing this nastiness the husband is getting dan Aykroyd, the wife is getting abused and then they finally are like something's going on it's not them that contact the warrens according to something i i read it was a family friend so a family friend went to one of the warrens presentations and was like hey I got a story for you. So once again, another case of the Warrens knowing in advance something is going on, not coming to a place and someone just be like, hey, like, can you just, can you just check this out? Like they know something is happening. You can do research before you go. They don't have the internet back then. They have libraries. You can go to the library. Let's look up, let's look up the history of this nice little quaint town in Rhode Island. Let's do it. Oh. Oh, there's an bear around here. Huh? Well, it's colonial town. Huh? Interesting. Oh, Bathsheba. That's a, that's a pretty biblical name. That's kind of weird. It's a little freaky. Some of the kids are being witch. Perfect. Like, I I'm picturing the like the the telephone game that happened here, and I'm I I'm I'm convinced it's Roger telling his like friend like dude you are not gonna believe this but I've been getting ghost handies every night, <laughs> and the guy's like what the hell did you just say to me? And then like, he bro, told somebody, you. and then he told somebody. It got back to the Warrens, and that's how it happened. Ed said what? Shoot. <laughs> Roger, Jesus. <laughs> maybe stop drinking coffee before you go to bed. I don't know. Like with that, that kind of gets me again. That's kind of I'm I'm not accusing anybody of anything. But dad's getting the benefit out of all of this. Nobody else is. Why are you not taking the children and the wife now out of the situation? We're still going to stay here. My wife's going to keep getting physically and mentally tormented. My children are going to keep getting things. Also, at this point, moving on, the wife who was, um, Carolyn was really into history. She apparently starts to dress in like historical clothing and kind of starts to like, you know, really use like more archaic terminology. And the family was just like, oh, she's just being quirky. Like she's just, she's a, she likes history. I'm, I'm somebody that does that kind of, I go to medieval reenactment things. I don't talk like, oh yes, where art thou go? You know, I don't do that because I'm not, I'm not good at that kind of stuff, but I do, I do reenact. I think if I were to live in a little like estate that was, you know, from that time, I might have a couple of little like, you know, Regency era dresses that just in my, like my fun time when like my kids are asleep or whatever, I go outside on a moon night and just be like, you do to do like, I'm a cosplay. Like I'm from the Regency era. I totally would too. But the family was just kind of like, mm, you know, we're going to, we're going to start. Oh, interesting. So Warren's contacted now. We're still, this is this kind of weird situation. Um, trying to think of, of anything else before that but again like why would would i let's say this is again one more time this is happening to you all this stuff is happening we're gonna we're, we'll take away no actually no we're gonna keep the awful things you're married your spouse is getting verbally mentally physically tormented by some known unknown spirit every single night at 5 15 you guys are being lifted up into your beds your children are getting drug around the house by their hair they're claiming there's some like weird male entity in the house that's doing very inappropriate things to them let's say you didn't leave 
how long would it take you to say something to somebody? Would it take you a year? As soon as the ghost handy stopped, I'd say something. <laughs> so you are uh, like Roger. <laughs> I hope I hope I do the right thing. If 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 shit was happening to my family and they were terrified, I would absolutely get them out of there as soon as possible. Yeah. Thankfully, you know, I have a support system. I have family. We have places to go. Yeah. And like, again, like I recognize not everybody has that. But again, like I said, to me, if, if my daughters were telling me, mom, something is touching us at night, something is happening. And yeah. all of them were saying it. Kids don't make that up. Kids don't make that up. Even if I couldn't leave, I would do anything to protect my kids. I would send them somewhere. I would find somebody at school. I would find, you know, a local, even if I'm not religious, you know, a church might take them in. So it might not be the better option. You're not with them, but not the better option. It might not be ideal, but it's better than your children having to face that kind of stuff if they're if they're telling or at least you know you know i'm gonna stay in the room with you or something right like i'm gonna sleep in the room that you can sleep with me well you know maybe we'll, we'll spend a night away and we'll see if it's just you know you just maybe you're just having these dreams or something i would have i would have done more than just like oh i don't know like we just we don't have the money to go anywhere i don't know but we also talk about people aren't very smart maybe they just didn't think about it and they were just like i guess there's nothing we can do you know like now i'm now i'm just thinking this was like roger's yeah, of course, Roger doesn't want to go anywhere. He's having the time of his life. Yeah, bro. Like, I'm, mm, mm. I think that's what's going on here. I think he's just, you know, he's very satisfied and doesn't see the need to do anything about this. Which is, again, if that's the case. That is monstrous. And this is all real. He's a monster. Again, I'm not, we're not accusing this man of doing anything. If anybody related to him is listening to this movie that knows if it, we are not accusing the man of anything. This is just us. Is. We're talking about mainly just from like a character perspective yeah. at this point. Like they're real people, but I'm going just from like, this is, that's pretty monstrous. Or again, they're making this all up because yeah. I would like to think somebody is not that awful of a person to it, leave their kids in that situation because they're getting a handy, like a ghost it is, handy. It is very hard to <laughs> accuse somebody of getting sexual favors from a ghost. So <laughs> I, yeah, I, well, yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah. So now Ed and Lorraine show up, right? Ed and Lorraine show up for those who are unaware. They're pretty famous people, but they're, they're pretty Pretty famous people in history. Ed is a demonologist, someone that knows a lot about demons and the occult and stuff. And Lorraine is a self-proclaimed clairvoyant. She can see things. She's a medium. She can talk to the dead, etc. Uh, the operative word other. there, real quick, the operative word there being self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed. Yes, yes. Self-proclaimed. Because um, that's one of those things. It's like, how can you prove to somebody what colors you're seeing? You can't. I can't prove to you what I'm seeing because you can't see through my eyes. I can't prove what color blind people see compared to me. I can't prove that I just. But like either way, um, apparently she dealt with that like her whole life. She was a Catholic. She still was to the time of her death. She's very much practicing Catholic. Um she went to a Catholic school growing up. And at some point, one of her first experiences actually was seeing one of the sisters and being like, Oh, you just, you have like such something along the lines, like you have such a beautiful Aurora around you so much more beautiful than all of the other, the, all the other nuns here. Like, I just, I see there's a, a nice light around you. And the nun was like, what kind of like witchcraft is that? Bah! Like you shouldn't say something like that and send her to like a prayer camp pretty much. And it was like, that's some, that's some not okie dokie stuff. You know, it's very nice of you. Like <laughs> you have, you have such a beautiful energy. Fuck you, you witch. Like that's, just, that's beautiful. That's amazing to me. And yeah. So she had to go to a prayer camp 
in trouble for seeing that because Catholics, even to this day, not supposed to use Ouija boards. You're not supposed to deal with any of that kind of, you don't do tarot cards. You don't do Ouija boards. You don't do any of that. You're not supposed to. People do it all the time, right? But like in practice, you're not supposed to because that's just inviting bad stuff to happen pretty much. Like it's, it's, it's inviting bad stuff. That's why you're not supposed to, um, except so she like, Oh my gosh, like you're, you're buying in so that you can see like, you know, ghosts and holy things like, bah! like we're going to slap you away. Um, she goes to prayer camp and apparently according to her in an interview, she was just so distraught as a child because this thing that she could see, she wasn't supposed to. So it was kind of like a curse to her at the beginning. And she was really scared by it. And again, if she's telling the truth, that's awful. I can't imagine being a little kid and being like, I see dead people. People are like, shut the hell up, kid. And you're like, but, and you're just like point. And there's like a dude right there. that's just like, fuck you. And they're just like flipping you off. And you're like, <sighs> like, what am I? And no one believes you. Like, I cannot, if she's telling the truth, that is very sad. However, <laughs> because of all the things that they refuse to provide any evidence that they claim they have. That's why I'm like, mm, it is mm. so hard to empathize with survivors of a ghost, like a haunting. I, cause I want to be like, oh my God, you went through such hardship. But also I'm like, how much did you make off this? Like, yeah, I, cause like you said, like when you're making money off of it, that's when the corruption comes in. When Ed and Lorraine are charging a lot, I get like, cause you do have to make a living. I do understand you do have to make a living somehow. But if you're charging like a lot to do these services that you claim you're the only person that can do it, are you really doing it because you just care about this family so much and we need to make sure that they're safe and we just, we got to make sure, or do you have a little bit of a, a little bit of a, you know, a, a sec, you know, a little, an idea there, you're trying to get some money off it. You have an ulterior motive to it all. Maybe you do believe in it a little bit, but you're going to, you're going to expand the truth a little bit to make sure you're invited into that house to make sure that you're going to get the things. And yeah, you're going to bless it. You're going to do that stuff. But like, I'm going to look up real quick what Ed Warren was before he was a demonologist. I have a feeling a painter, a painter. Yeah, he is a painter. Yeah, okay, I was going to go into him. He's a painter. He's also in the Navy. He served in World War Two. OK, I was expecting like car salesman or something. So, OK. <laughs> Yeah, he was. He also worked at a movie, uh, movie theater. So that's actually how he met Lorraine. Um, they were both sixteen. She would go to the movies pretty often with her mom. He saw her. Apparently, according to Lorraine, he invited her and her friends out to, I guess, like the local like soda shop or whatever, and was like, "I'll buy you guys all sodas." And she was like, "I never drink a coke in my life. Like, never didn't have one, didn't want one." So she decided to get, I think, a root beer float or something like that. I don't remember, but she got something that was not a soda. And from that day on, he was like, "I always knew you were a gold digger." And like, they just they kind of hit it off really well from that moment. Um, he also had apparently experienced paranormal stuff since he was a kid. He also claimed he had been able to see things, just experience stuff kind of just since then. Um, his dad was always just like, ah, I guess ah, it's no big deal. You know, don't worry about it, like kind of a thing. But he, even he, like, so they're pretty much like a match for each other. Oh, I can see, you know, like the spirits, I can communicate with them. And, oh, I, I know that this stuff exists because I've been experiencing since I was a kid. But we're together now. He goes and joins the military. He comes back. He starts to paint things. He wants to go to art school. Um, fortunately, he did not fail out of art school. Otherwise, we'd have a different story going on here. Uh, but he just decides he doesn't want to do art school no more. Thank you. I'm glad you got that. <laughs> he decides he doesn't do art school anymore. Um, he just doesn't like the stuff that they're teaching him. So they actually go and they start painting houses. They find houses that they believe are haunted and they start to paint them. And they want to get into these houses 
houses because they want to explore them. They can't get in. So he paints the house. Lorraine would go and knock on the door and would be like, look at this beautiful painting we painted for you. And the people would be like, oh my gosh, so nice. And they'd be like, well, we painted it because, and they'd be like, how did you know there was some like weird creepy stuff and they'd be like come on in and that's how they would get into the houses initially to start investigating things because he would paint a painting of the house for them i don't know if any of those paintings still exist i imagine some of them do and they probably go for a lot of money at this point i don't know how good of a painter he was but apparently good enough for people to be like wow look at that it's our house and they'd invite him inside when you said painting houses i initially thought they were like you know painting oh no yeah painting actual... like the outside no he painted pictures of houses that Not makes bad. more sense like i thought he was a house painter trying to break into people's haunted houses which that's just like such a that's a that's an interesting way to like get into somebody's house like if you're trying to get into somebody's house right you're not going to break in or anything like that you want to find a way to get into the house through some sort of weird sales tactic what how would you do it like what would you would you also paint a picture of their house i hope i'd talk to them first and be like hey would you like <laughs> me to paint your house i wouldn't just knock on the door and be like look at this is you I painted your house <laughs> can i have some lemonade like no that's weird <laughs> if i, I was really... trying to get into somebody's house yeah I, I wouldn't be a painter it's not what i would do i'd uh... i'd say i was uh an exterminator and there's been like a rat problem in the neighborhood <laughs> he just lie about it he's like no. home so you'd be like the dudes that are roofers that come out. They're like, we see some damage on your roof. Can we go up there? Like, no, because you're just going to damage my roof even further. Like, I see what your game is. I, I would see have, the lies of the Jedi. <laughs> I'd have like, you know, a couple mouse traps hanging from my belt and just, you know, to look official <laughs> and just be like, yeah, you know, we've been having a lot of problems in this neighborhood with, you know, rats and mice and what have you. And I'd love to just check out your basement. <laughs> Make sure it's we don't crazy. have a problem there's a crazy one down the street in this like really nice house that actually it was supposed to go up for sale it was like the last type of house from this really fancy yeah. famous architect and he ends up destroying the house this is just one single mouse man it's crazy <laughs> so anyway we're trying to see if the mouse is here <laughs> oh yeah a single vermin can bring you down believe me i know <laughs> yeah my friend christopher walken learned the hard way <laughs> what's that Horse, I won't eat it. <laughs> Mouse hunt, amazing movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'd go and like lie about it, but I might have just been no, because I guess well, you couldn't really be straight up. You couldn't just be like, I think there's a ghost in your house, because <laughs> I'd close door close. Yeah, that's gonna be like an immediate call to the cops. Like, there's somebody claiming <laughs> my house is haunted. They're trying to get into my get in. Like, no. But, I don't know if I was trying to, I, maybe I would have to lie. And I just see like, oh, like a family member in the past owned this. And it'd be like the Miranda Lambert song. Like if I could just come in one last time just to, you know, see my family home. What are you talking about? We bought this house like 30 years ago. Oh. <laughs> I I'm, mean, <laughs> I'm going to take the Paul McCartney approach, you know, open the door, let him in. You know that That's song? perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Creepy. But also it's like, you know, someone's up there just kind of like, hey, kind of swaying. I'd be like hypnotizing them to you know, just let me in. <laughs> let me in. But that's how they got into the houses. So anyway, they've been doing this for a bit. Um, they were involved in the Annabelle case of 1968. So three years prior to this. And that was the Raggedy Ann doll that apparently was supposedly being manipulated by an inhumane spirit. It was not possessed. It was being manipulated. Um, and it was also because those two girls like me 
said, oh, you poor baby. Like, cause the, the idea with that was apparently there was a poor child spirit that was in their house. That's what they were understanding. They found there was a girl that was here. They felt bad for it. She was looking for a mom. So they're like, you can stay here. Like you're, you can use the doll and you can live with us kind of thing. They invited it in. And mm. according to the Warrens, it was not in fact a, a baby or a child. It was an inhumane spirit that was utilizing like a child voice to yeah. manipulate these girls into allowing them. It's like the vampire. They only can come in if you say, yes you're welcome i think that's stupid rules for demons <laughs> i can manipulate it all only if you give me permission though only if you say i can dark- because i'm respectful in that aspect darkest- i won't do something unless you give me consent <laughs> like- the darkest beings in existence the purest forms of evil but you got to say yes first <laughs> exactly that's why when people are like why are you saying it can sleep in the bed with you and stuff if, a demon, if it was going to hurt me, it was going to do it without me saying you're allowed to. Like, yeah. If a demon, it's the nice ones that are going to say thank you for permission, Isabel. Like, you're welcome. If they if they understand consent, I don't see why anybody on this earth can't get that. Yeah, exactly. See, so I anyway, <laughs> Annabelle case that was done. Um, nice time when all this is going on, they're contacted. So the parents move in in 1971. The Warrens come later on. I think in 19 or it's in. They move into 1970, 1971 is when the Warrens come in. So the Warrens are here now. And apparently as soon as they come into the house, Lorraine is like, I feel there's an evil spirit here. Like what you, oh my gosh, there's an evil spirit after we told you that our kids were being inappropriately touched and my wife is getting like harmed and it smells bad and dad's getting a handy and it stopped being good. And now he has limp dick. Like, oh man, what? Like it's an evil spirit. How did you know? And she's like, I'm clairvoyant. My favorite That's why the part, nun slapped her. She said, you're full of shit. <laughs> my favorite part of every haunted house movie, TV show, real story, documentary is when the psychic shows up and immediately has like a, whoa, whoa. Like, you know, whoa. I, do you feel that? I can feel that like moment. And you're like, whoa. They always do that. There's never a like, hmm, that's weird. It's always like, oh, like they're like fucking knocked over by a hurricane every time. <laughs> It's like the Pentecostals that are like, Jesus, you know, the demon, they're like, and they just start like, I don't, I don't know. Like, there's, there's showmanship to it, right? Uh, also, human brains are weird. Like, human brains are weird. If you think something enough, there is, you could exhibit these signs, but you're the one that's causing it. It's not actually something else. Um, and actually, I'll go into that in a little bit because exorcisms actually involve a lot of, understanding psychology before they're even allowed to be performed that is last case resort you don't just do it they have to go through other things anyway um yes so they come in there immediately and lorraine are like this bitch haunted like this crazy we gotta do some shit like it is unsafe for you to be here i wish they said it exactly like that i wish that was their like hey this bitch haunted we got this (laughs) don't you worry about nothing (laughs) that'd be the best i would i would hire these guys all the time like look at that this is great well, let's see also another thing so they come in lorraine is like oh something happened lorraine also notices on the back of carolyn's leg is a small incision about the size of a sewing needle guess who apparently killed a baby with a small incision about the size of a sewing needle Bathsheba and lorraine knew that coming in therefore showing they did some sort of research before this which means she knew the history of this town. She knew she would have known that Bathsheba did not live in this house. Well, maybe right? 
maybe uh, Lorraine over, you know, heard Bathsheba whisper in her ear, fuck Carolyn, I hate that bitch. Something like <laughs> she that. Bitch. She a bitch. <laughs> like, either way. Anyway, they see that and they're like, bitch gotta go. Not good. So this is whenever they decide that the house is infested. Everybody there is at risk. No shit, right? The kids are being inappropriately touched. I could have told you that. I've been telling you that. Like, I've been saying that this whole time since I got into the story. And then they decide to perform a seance, not an exorcism. They do not perform an exorcism. Only certain Catholic priests can perform a full-on exorcism. All priests can do prayers of exorcism. Anybody could do a prayer of exorcism, which is pretty much just, I command you by the power of God to leave. That's a, That's an exorcist prayer, right? You can do that. The ones that everybody thinks of with like the holy water and the Latin and the, the crucifixes and the, you know, the, you know, all that stuff that is a high exorcism or a um, solemn exorcism, major exorcism. That's only done by very specific priests. I think in the country, the United States, only 57 priests can do those type of exorcisms and they only do it when they have no other options. So it's not like a, I need an exorcism. Oh, okay. No. If you think something is going on and you need to be exercised or you think that's what you do, you you know, that you might go to the priest or whatever, you have to go through psychological evaluations. You have to go through medical evaluations. They have to rule out that this is not because of schizophrenia, because of some mental disorder. They rule all of that out before being like, okay, maybe. But what if you're a former house painter who <laughs> kind of knows the rights of exorcism? <laughs> Surely that is the one exception. Well, according to the movie, he's the only person that's not a priest that's allowed to do it. <laughs> I love it in, in the movie, the Vatican's like, get me Ed Warren. Get me not a priest. <laughs> it's great. Anyway, so no, no. He could have gone in there. Anybody, technically anybody can make holy water, holy water. Anybody can do it. That's what a priest has told me before. Like if you, for example, like if I were to come up on a car crash and somebody's in there and they're like on their last leg out and I want to help and they ask like, please like pray for me or something. If I had a bottle of water in my car, I could pray over the water if I wanted to. I could be like, you know, Lord, you know, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, please bless this water so that I can do that. It's not the same as like a priest, but if your good intention, water is a pure thing, according to like a priest that I've had, you can do it. It's not the same as like if a priest or somebody were, but like you can in a pinch, but it's not, it's not the same. So anybody could go in there and be like, in the name of Jesus Christ, like leave. But according to like the Catholic tradition specifically of the the exorcism, no, you don't you don't do that unless you're somebody who had to go through over eleven years of seminary and you've had to actually study the theology and study all those things. And again, this is all just beliefs, you know. If you don't believe in this stuff, you might think all oh, this is a load of shit. But I'm telling you, this is like this is how it goes, um, kind of a thing. So yeah, he would not have been able to do this. He would not have done this. Um, and he, yeah, especially the way that he did it. No, like if you're going off of of who does these things and the only people that are like supposed to it's not him he did what we call a seance which is a communication with spirits so that's where you would have multiple people in a room it's like the stuff that like kids do ouija boards or you do like you know at like a party um, there's a wiki how article on how to do a seance just to give you an idea uh, there's a wiki how article on how to do it um that's what he did um, and yeah, that's very different from an exorcist. You're not going in and praying, um, you know, Latin prayers and, you know, trying to get, you're just like, Hey, like, is there a ghost here? 
if you're here, can you talk to us? Like that's, that's pretty much what it is. According actually to WikiHow, uh, you have to create the right atmosphere. It's got to be dark. It's got to be something dark, right? And the picture that they have is, you know, someone with a, a, a trinity knot, like the Celtic trinity knot in there and some like black cats and some like ghost stuff, um, you know, like typical like Gen Z girl and her friends that are like, let's just do this. And then you got to call some friends. So you need some mediums and some sitters. So you need the medium who is going to be the one that the ghost like possesses and is like, I demand Coke Zero. And like they come out and they say that and they need the the people that are there to sit there. Uh, you have to ask people to prepare basic questions. You got to have Q&A with them. And then you got to set your table with candles and the right spiritual supplies you can use. Uh, photo of the person you want to contact, an item that belonged to the person, your spirit board or pendulum. So your Ouija board, or pendulum, whatever you want to use to talk to it. Um, make sure everybody turns off your electronic devices. Apparently ghosts hate electronics. They weren't alive. So they said, fuck you. We don't want that. It's Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> use a spirit board to communicate. Or you can use a pendulum, which is like a little thing that like, we, you know, like moves around. Um, or you can just like, you can just like spirit wrapping, apparently. Basic yes or no questions. Like, are you alive? And just like hope it says yes. And you're just like in your brain. Um, yeah. Again, the fact that WikiHow has a article about how to do this is interesting. <laughs> it's a little, a little interesting. But this is what he did. I don't think he used the WikiHow article, though. Um, you can also get the medium to attend and try and talk. You want to film and record it. Um, be seated in a circle. You light the candles. Everybody's ready to take part. And you just, everybody's like, pretty much kind of praying in whatever type of type of form you're thinking about. You're meditating, trying to get a spirit to communicate with you. I don't think that that's also full of shit. I don't think exorcisms are full of shit. I don't think that this is full of shit. Um, again, I think the Warrens are because they never produced evidence for any of this. They always say that they record like Ed claims that he recorded a lot of the stuff that happened in this house. He claims that he did interviews. A lot of that stuff, as far as I'm aware, has never been released to the public. So if you recorded it, why wouldn't you release it to the public, right? Like, it's not like we don't have tape recorders or tape players. Like, we can we can listen to that stuff. But either way, they do the little cleansing. Uh, lady possessed, she like, apparently her chair does lift up. And she starts like, free. that actually does happen. Apparently her chair does lift up really crazy. She starts to like, go like, buck shit. And then boom, bada boom, they save her. And it's pretty cool. But like. They yeah. still stay in the house after that happens. Well, now it's and like, you know, still going on. I don't know. Fumigation's over now. Now we can live. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess. But like, do you know how I, I mean, we, the Warrens are, were fairly, you know, I won't say like world famous, but like they were known. But mm -hmm. if they produced evidence of life after death, do you know how insanely famous they would have become? So why didn't they? Exactly. Right? Yeah. it's like why didn't they again i'm not somebody that has to physically see to believe something but i am somebody that wants to experience something that's why i am religious because i have personally had experiences with my beliefs that's what makes me religious that's i do believe in ghosts because actually recently like very recently i had my first ever paranormal encounter that has never happened to me before and that recently happened that is i've always had an idea that they existed but now I actually like I have experienced it. I didn't see anything, but I did, but I didn't, right? But I've experienced it. The warrants claim to have experienced and documented, but they have never really given the like, here's the footage. We've we've captured the white ghost lady of, you know, wherever I don't remember where she's at, but again, somewhere in the east. We've we've captured her on film. 
people have claimed to actually run her over and gotten dents in their cars and they see her and she's always there. They got her on film. Where? Where's the film? Where's the film? Why are you showing film? Why? Huh? Like, what's up? Like, it's... <sighs> It's a little frustrating. Yeah. That's I don't trust these guys at all. I I do love like picturing Ed like with a like the WikiHow article like printed out, being like, okay. (laughs) So step 42, arrange the candles in this way. Lorraine, did you get the pendulum? Lorraine, (laughs) the pendulum. (laughs) Almost like, you know, no real clue at how to do this. I, I feel like, you know, with a job like this. You can kind of wing it. And then when people question you, you can just be like, no, this is how it must be done. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah, it's like, what are you? Are you a demonologist? No, that job doesn't exist, dude. Exactly. I'm the first one. <laughs> I didn't know you could be an expert in things that don't exist. I am now a Sasquatch master. <laughs> you need anything, you need to know anything about Bigfoot, you come to me. I'm the expert. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Like, again, I do I do believe that these things exist. I absolutely do. I believe that there are probably ways. But I think I was listening. I can't remember who it was. I don't remember if it was Dan Cummings' Time Suck or if it was BuzzFeed Unsolved or what it was. I was listening to a few different documentaries of this. I read some stuff, et cetera. One of the things that I, I listened to said something a lot. I think it I think it was Dan Cummings. I could be wrong, though. Either way, they said something along the lines of, you know, for the longest time, we didn't think we didn't know that bacteria existed. We we felt the effects of bacteria. We felt the effects of it. We felt it, you know, touching, et cetera. But we couldn't see it because we didn't have the proper equipment to view it. But we knew something was causing illness and was causing spread of disease. People have constantly been feeling like there's some sort of outer, outer worldly thing. It could be perhaps we don't have the equipment yet to really see it It could actually be there and it won't be until we get that equipment that we can, you know, quote, prove it for the, I have to see it to believe it people, you know, like it's cause I think, I I think it was, I think it was Dan. I think it was time suck that said that that because I think he went on like a funny rant about it at the end where he was just all like, that was like a stupid, I think it was one of the, he was reading the comments or like the reviews or something. He was doing that. And he read someone's thing that was talking about like, the president, we, that was what it was. He was saying, we believe that the president is real, even though none of us have ever seen him. And he was like, what the hell? Like, we know the president's real. Like, he's there. He's like, a better thing would have been the bacteria. And I was like, that is a good one because bacteria, microscopic, you can't see it. We knew about it for years, centuries, right? But it wasn't until we got microscopes that you could see it. So he, yeah, he brought up a good point. And I really like that. It's like, if they are real, perhaps it's because we don't have the proper equipment to view them that we can't see it. Apparently, Lorraine had the right equipment in her eyeballs, but she, you know, just that was reproduce that. That was, was that the episode he did on the Warrens. Yeah. yeah, yeah, specifically the one he did on the Warrens. I remember that one. I love the idea that like there are people out there who like if you don't personally know the person, they don't exist. <laughs> that's that's a crazy psychosis. I love that. Yeah, bro. It's it's a little wild. I don't know. So yeah, that's that's the that's the history of it. It's um a lot. Yeah. It's a little that, crazy. That's a great, I don't know. That's like a cool story. 
Yeah, it's, it is interesting. Like, it was definitely fun. And again, that's me piecing it together from multiple things. The story changes with a lot of stuff. So I'm sure somebody listens to this or oh, actually, like, go ahead, like, call me out. Cool. I'm all right with that. Like, I'm not trying to, I'm not an expert on this at all. I'm just telling you what I've read and what I've learned. Um, and that goes with anything that we talk about here on the show. If we get something wrong, please tell us. Like, yeah. we're, we're not claiming to be experts. I know I've said I'm a historian. I'm a public historian. I know how to talk to people. I know how to write things down. Um, I can tell stories. I can make history accessible to the public that's what I do and that's what we're doing here sometimes we get stuff wrong but this is what I've learned um I don't know the proper way that a ghost would give a hand job I mean I don't know if it's like (laughs) up or down or reach around I don't know what they're I don't know what the technique is I I I, yeah I guess you had to be there (laughs) it's it's uh... (laughs) a that that one detail is just fucking hysterical to me that the ghost was assaulting everybody else, but it was beating Roger off. That is so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, also, I did. I did actually. I lied. Sorry. So at the end, I said that the the seance was completed, right? And ta-da. Sorry, that was the movie version. My bad. I had my stories mixed up. Seance complete. Roger kicked them out. So like you said, there's no time the Warrens come in and they're like, get the fuck out of here. Roger did the same thing. Roger actually kicked the Warrens out and it was all like, you make my wife go crazy because again, I think it's a confirmation bias. They come in, there could be something going on. There could be a little bit of things going on, especially if they were saying, again, I don't know. I don't know if the the stuff that Andrea claims happened, they were telling was happening at the time. I have no idea. Again, I'd like to think that if that was happening, the parents would not have kept anyway. Either way, I can keep saying that over and over again, being a dead horse. Um, yeah, they kicked them out. And according to Andrea, they lived there until 1980. So lived there for 10 years. And it wasn't until a about that point that the haunting ceased so they continued to deal with stuff for another what eight years almost after this happening and they still stay in the house and again they cite financial instability for 10 years like for eight years really i mean at that point like you couldn't i've had three different apartments in the past like you know six years you know, I'm not the, I'm not, you know, my finances aren't great, but I know what I, you know, I, I get out of somewhere when I need to get out of it, figure that if this place was haunted, yeah, I'm fucking gone. Yeah. That's and It wouldn't take me eight years to do it. That's Again, crazy. especially if your kids are claiming what's happening to them yeah. is happening. That's really the biggest one for me. That's the one, you know, being somebody, I love kids. I really want a family of my own. I've worked with students. Um, I, I have a very soft spot for children because to me, they are like, they're the innocent people. They don't lie about that stuff, especially at the age those girls were. They do not lie about those things. So either something awful was happening in that house, either extra, you know, spiritual or some physical thing, actual person was doing it, or they're full of shit. Or again, the the parents are awful and did not take them out specifically, homie, if if that was legit what was going on, right? If he's not taking his family out because like he's getting the ghost handy, that's messed up. Not accusing him of anything, but based off of what we know, there's a lot of different ways. It's a little, a little wacky. Ghost Handy is is going to fundamentally change the way I watch this movie going forward. It yeah, really- Ghost Handy. We need to make a t-shirt, Ghost Handy. <laughs> what would be- It's me, the Ghost Handy Man. I don't even know what the image would be, like just like a white gripped hand. <laughs> no, I think it'd be cute if his little ghost wearing like a little like uh, utility belt with like a broom on it. A uh, little broom on there. And then, I don't know, some other stuff from the thing. And the, like a sewing needle. 
sewing needle, a broom. And then he's got like a little, like he's doing like a fist with a thumb. And he's all like, you know, like <laughs> Jack and my price is up since <laughs> Oh my God. Roger Perrin, you dirty dog. <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> and that's all of this is allegedly. Um I don't know. Like, I feel like we've talked about this before with Amityville. I can't remember. Connor. Do you believe in, do you believe in ghosts? Cause I know you said that you've experienced like some things and I, this is what I think. I believe that there are forces in this world that mankind cannot explain, whether that be God, whether that be ghosts, whether that be aliens, whether that be Vlad the Impaler, I don't fucking know. And my point is no one on this earth fucking knows. And anyone who says that they do is trying to sell you something don't buy it. That's how. That's what yeah. I believe. Yeah. We'll find out when we need to find out. Yeah. Maybe like Dan said, when we get the right technology, then yeah. we will. Like, then we can finally know whether or not the president exists. <laughs> we will know if Biden is real. <laughs> because that guy said that he wasn't because he's never seen him in person. I, I guarantee the you that Pope person is not is, real because I've never seen him. That person is fun to be around. I guarantee you that person is interesting. <laughs> I would love to hear them talk about anything. <laughs> oh, okay. With that, let's talk. Let's give some awards out to the film. Talk about some stuff about the movie itself that we liked. Uh, let's talk about some dialogue, some lines we liked from the movie. Um, I'll throw one out. It's a not really a line. It's a kind of a wrap up thing towards the end of the movie. It's a quote from Ed Warren. The devil exists. God exists. And for us as people, our very destiny hinges upon which one we elect to follow. Yeah. I like that. Pretty, pretty deep, bro. Yeah. For a painter. Pretty deep. <laughs> for a painter, right? It's crazy. Um, I liked when he said, oh, man, there's a ghost in this house. And that um did a exorcist that was pretty great no i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> i'm gonna do an exorcist <laughs> i'm gonna do an exorcist i'm gonna do a thing um i i don't know honestly i will i will be 100 percent honest with you i i watched this movie with my friends I was not paying as much attention about quotes and about music as I was the visual stuff. Um, I did. I do remember um, whenever he first came in, one of the first questions, have your children been baptized? And not that that was a good line, but it reminded me of Nacho Libre. You have not been baptized? Because <laughs> <Like, and> he, started... <laughs> he said, they even said it. We never got around to it. I never got around to it. Okay. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That just, oh, no, that's that a good makes callback. me laugh. <laughs> good that one, that one's pretty fun. Um, yeah. Um, well, I have another one. You can, you can, you can have this one. Uh, this is from Lorraine Warren when she's trying to figure out, you know, this whole Bathsheba situation. She sees everything, which has got to be useful in these situations. Uh, she ran out to that tree by the dock, climbed up, proclaimed her love to Satan, cursed anyone who tried to take her land, and hung herself. Time of death was pronounced at 3.07 in the morning. That Just that little moment of like, oh, that's why the clocks are always stopping, kind of got under my skin oh, a little. Oh, yeah, a little, a little freaky. And it also uh, reminded do... me of, of Nicolas Cage's performance in Renfield when he just screams, Hail Satan! And it's awesome. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I do remember another one. This one actually, this is this is one I little mini discussion. So uh when the reporter goes to the the occult museum and he's in there and Warren is like, Don't touch anything. Everything that's in here, you know, is possessed, used for his vessel, et cetera, some way or another, don't touch anything. So then the reporter's like, well, why don't we just throw them in the incinerator and destroy it? And Ed Warren says, well, that would only destroy the vessel. Sometimes it's better to keep the genie in the bottle. Mm-hmm. I, like that. I really want to know. Okay, so kind of going back, right? According to that. That means that demons, spirits, et cetera, are tied to one specific area. That is where they're tied to. We know historically Bathsheba was not from this place. How is it that she, was her house destroyed? And maybe that's why she's at this new one because oh, I just got better land, old Benedict Arnold's property that actually wasn't his property. You know, that's where I'm at now. That's interesting. Um, I don't know. Also, like, how do you know if you destroy the vessel, you're going to release the demon? What if it's just all like, what if it's pissy because it's attached to the vessel? Do you ever think about that? Like, what if that's why it's mad? Because it's now forever stuck to the nutcracker that has to, you know, make people unable to have kids from now on. Um, like, what if, what if that's it? Maybe you should just, I don't know. I also, think would you keep those things? Like, if you were them, would you keep all of that? I wouldn't. Well, I, I kind of get his point. Like, you know, if he is the expert, you know, the self-proclaimed expert of demons, uh, it is better to have them safe, you know, nearby. So no one else is screwing with them. That's, by the way, the movie Annabelle Comes Home. That's exactly what happens. People get into the house and screw around with that room. Yeah. Uh, the little girl, their daughter has like a sleepover and they're like, hey, let's go in the creepy room. And they open Annabelle's box and Annabelle gets oh. starts taking shit off the walls and makes like a ghost army that the kid has to fight. Oh, that's cool. You'd think. Didn't really come out that good. But uh, yeah, cool idea. But um, yeah, I kind of get that. You know, if I if I was the guy who knew what I was doing and was, you know, exercising demons and like locking them up in toys and shit, I'm not going to just like donate that to Goodwill. I'm going to keep that. I'm going to hold on to it make sure no one else can touch that toy that's fair okay what if what if it was like a cool ghost like yeah the little the one that likes to like sweep with the broom and you're like i just i don't i just don't like this like random thing sweeping like would you get rid of the broom like i said there's nothing wrong with it like it's just nice little happy happy ghost i'm gonna sweep i'm gonna do some of you know fantasia 2000 or whatever fantasia moment for you i'm gonna sweep for you and nah i am a nah it's ghostbusters like Everything goes. Light is green. Trap is clean. Right in, right in the the uh, what do they call it? Ah, the the unit, the storage unit. Yeah, the storage unit. Okay, so um, I'm really kind of. I think it's kind of a coincidence that we're doing this story when we're doing it, right? Because like I, I said a little bit earlier, I had a paranormal experience of my own, like very recently. Never had one before in my life. So I told you during this podcast that if I ever think I hear something in my house, I have a little thing that I say, right? Part of that is like, you can use my stuff. You can chill. I don't care, like whatever. And I used to say that because I kind of didn't believe I kind of did. So it was just like, like, whatever, you know, just kind of trying to calm my nerves, honestly, talking to something helps calm me down, trying to be cool. Like I've done what I can. I'm I'm trying to be a nice host. Anyway, a couple of nights ago, last week on October 19th, I'm chilling. I'm asleep. My mom business. 
And at some point in the middle of the night, I don't know what the hour is. It's some ungodly hour because I just, I feel how groggy I am. It's like weird, like anywhere from like one to 4 a.m., one of those times. I feel something like crawling into my bed. Like imagine being asleep in a, in a twin or a, you know, a full size bed and someone like crawling, they got up to go pee and they're coming back in. They're like hands and knees crawling in to get next to you. I feel that getting into my bed and I wake up and I'm like, what the actual hell? And I like, look, and there's just like a black, just shadow. It doesn't look like a person, just a black shadow, just burnt, just like right there. And I'm like, Huh? I was about to start freaking out. I was about to start flipping shit. My pulse was going up. I started thinking. I was like, "Oh my god!" And I was, I was a little cold. Like I, I was a little like chilly. Like it was weird. Um, I was about to start freaking out. However, if you remember Connor, what do I, what do I say to ghosts aside from you can use my stuff? I always say you can sleep with me if you want. You're welcome to use my bed. I always do include that in there. I specifically say the bed. And so my rational ass said, "No, no, 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 no." You can't freak out right now. What do you say? Is no, hmm, like, what do you say? You can sleep with me if you want. So I didn't freak out. But I remember I said something. I don't remember what I said, but I was like, what is happening? And a woman talks to me and is like, gives me some sort of reassurance. I don't know what she says, but it caused me to not freak out. It was just like a, okay. And then a smaller, like a child sized figure crawls into bed and nestles itself like right in between me and that other thing. And then I'm just like, I guess this is what's happening. I can't freak out because like I literally gave it permission to be here and I went back to sleep. Fuck. <laughs> That's terrifying. That happened Jesus. not that long ago on October 19th. It is important to tell our viewers. There's some things. So you can either take this, either you can either believe. I, I don't know how I feel about this because there are some important factors to consider with this, right? The factors going against this story. I was inebriated as book when I went to bed that night. I was drunk. Um, I was, I get, okay. So yeah, so there's this, this is what I'm saying. There's this could happen. This could not have happened. So I wasn't inebriated. I was drunk. Um, we went to Outback on a work night because none of us here have the same weekends. So we're like, we're going to get messed up at the Outback. Was we'll watch the Rangers, you know, lose baseball, even though we won. Yeah. And it was just like, woo, crazy. So we're whatever. I go to sleep. Little, little buzz. I have, this is not the first time I've ever like been drunk, right? I've never had anything like this happen. Another thing I had just watched the conjuring like two days before. So that is in my brain, right? However, because this was not a like super spooky thing, I feel if it had to do with the conjuring, it would have been a scary experience. I was not scared. I did not, I was initially like, <gasps> but then rational brain turned on and said, no, 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 no. You can't be scared. What do you say? Right? So there's the, maybe, maybe this didn't happen. Here's on the other side of that. All right. So along with me always saying, if you want to sleep in my bed, I have said that in this house. I have said in this house, because we have heard things in this house before, before the conjuring, we watched it. We have heard things. We live not too far from an old burial ground, like from an actual cemetery, like right down the street, like 500 feet away from our house is an 1800s burial cemetery. There's a woman there who died on October 19th. She died young. She had kids. Like she died on October 19th. There's that. Second, we also live right next to a confirmed Indian burial ground where they actually buried like chiefs and werowances out here. It's not marked for the public because we don't want people to go in there and like, you know, degrade it or steal things. But I know exactly where it is as a park ranger. I know exactly where this site is. It is not even that much further than that than that cemetery. So we've heard things in this house before. I say things are allowed to sleep with me in the bed. There is a woman that died on October 19th, the day that this happened to me, who had young children in this area. Um, it's weird. Like this, it, 
I don't know. Yeah, everybody can take whoever's listening to this for how you if you've never had an experience before. I also never had. I I'm I'm pretty convinced that I did not that long ago because also another factor I was actually dreaming before this happened. I had a I was in like a significant very significant dream that was very dreamlike, you know, it was weird like stuff was going on like you know like oh like my hands are kind of like weird and funky and like you know like a dream, right? I woke up from that dream to this experience and then when I went to bed went back into that dream. Typically how my dreams go, I don't have that weird dreamception while I wake up and be in another dream, then go to sleep and then go back into that dream. If I'm awake, I'm awake. And then I can go back to sleep to the same dream. I'm actually awake. And then I go back to the same dream. That's what happens. I've never had it where I've woken up and been like, Ooh, I'm awake, but I'm not, I'm in a dream still. And then I like go back. It's weird. And I'm, I brought this up because of the vessel thing. So, right. If it wasn't the lady there, um, one of my friends also told me he's like you recently brought home a stuffed seal from an antique store which is this little dude right here he's adorable he's precious i'm showing it on to connor right now on our on our video this cute little just like white harbor seal little baby i love him so much i sleep with him every night um it was like pretty soon after i brought homie home that like this happened so i don't know is there something possessing my seal is there something going on at that graveyard and they have that little radius where they could move 500 feet to this house where they possibly, because there was a homestead here for the family who's buried there. This was a confirmed homestead of this family. The other ones actually donated it to the park service. So it's like, it's a little bananas. It's a little crazy. Damn. Now, now I'm not sure. Now I'm, I, I was gonna, the second you said you were drunk, I was like, oh, okay, this is bullshit. But everything else that's why that's why like because everything if again if i if it was about the conjuring i feel i would have been terrified because the conjuring was a scary movie i feel it would have been like bah, like a bashiba like bah, like trying to freak me uh, i wasn't scared i was rational i was thinking i had thoughts i don't get like that was that would if that was a dream that was lucid dreaming as shit which i have yet to be able to accomplish that was like extreme lucid dreaming like me being aware of my body being able to actually be like hold on like don't freak out like think about this. You say, you want to sleep with me? And what you did, you know, you know, whatever. And I actually, two of my friends, the, the two that I mentioned, the ones that are like, I don't deal with dark magic kind of a thing. I told both of them what happened and they're very much into this kind of stuff, but they also don't believe everything that people tell them. They're like, no, you're whatever. They think that the drunkenness was just allowing my mind, according to them, to be open to it. I wasn't as like on guard as I normally am. Cause I'm very A-type. I'm like, huh. Uh, you know, whatever. They're like, so that's possible. And then, yeah, they said, because I was, they, they called me stupid for inviting it to sleep with me in the bed. <laughs> like, You're a dumbass. And I was like, I didn't think it would happen. <laughs> so that was who I was talking to the other day when I thought something was going on because I realized I was like, something slept with me. And if it's still in here, it's probably like, what the fuck is she watching on TV? So I was explaining baseball to it. I don't know if it was still here. I don't know if it was just here on October 19th because that was when that lady died. I don't know, but Isabel might've been little spoon to ghost and baby ghost. Uh, that is fucking insane. I want I want updates. I want updates for sure. My God, that's wild. I might let it if it's not a part of the 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 seal. I might be like, hey, you want to come home with me to Texas and be like, we got to get some Texas ghost stories. Like, come in the seal. <laughs> I can be the next Annabelle case, and they're gonna be like, it's the seal, Mister Lucille. Or, well. Or, or. And then they're going to make it like a really freaky and there would be racist to make it a black seal. And I'll be like, no, it was white. Like, <laughs> Well, if you want, I can take some painting classes so I can learn how to be an exorcist. 
and uh, <laughs> help you out there. If if shit goes south, you know who to call. Yeah. So I bring that up again because we were kind of talking about the, the you know, the vessels and how he was like, you know, destroy the genie. I thought about maybe getting rid of the little seal, but like if it's attached to the seal, this was a cool ghost. I actually told my roommates, I was like, don't mess with the ghost. Because we all, again, we thought stuff was in this house before. Um, my roommate has actually claimed like when I wasn't here, I was in D.C. She claimed that she heard me coughing in this room. Like she claims she heard me in this room. Someone else has claimed that I was a succubus at some point, not like calling me a succubus because I'm a bitch, but like they claimed I was in bed with them and I was here in North Carolina, but I was with them in their bed. And then they like turn around, they're like, ah! and it's like, ah! like, so something, something's thinking I'm cool and is trying to be a ghost in my image. And then baby ghost and mom ghost or sister ghost decides to spoon with me in bed. It's weird. None of this ever happened to me before until this very year. As I get a little bit more spiritual, a little bit more stronger in my faith, it's what, but I'm not in the sense that I'm like, demons are real, but just like, I still didn't think that this was, it's like, yeah, I could see it happening, but like, now I've had that experience, so it's weird. I have not seen it, but I've experienced it. It's weird, but yeah, I I don't know if I would necessarily destroy the, I wouldn't destroy the seal because he's adorable, like he's cute. He's pre- that's why I bought him. I was like, look at him. Like, he's a baby. Like, he's my buddy. He's so cute. Like, I washed him. He's clean now. I'm picturing, like, I get a text from you that says, like, sorry, I'm late. I'm ready to get, get started. And I'm just like, oh, shit. I'm with the succubus right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not Isabel. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like it. When Sydney told me, she was like, yeah, dude, like, I heard you coughing in your room. I was like, that's I actually did. I brought holy water into this house and actually did go around. It was just like I got it from church and I was just like, my roommates don't believe in this. So to them, it's just water like because they're not they're not religious. Pia at the who was living with us was spiritual and was, you know, more of kind of like the pagany kind of stuff going on, you know, did like cleansing, but not like Christian or whatever. And then Sydney's, you know, not a not a, a Christian or anything. Um, so I was like, they don't care. It's just water to them. But I was like, just in case, like, just in case, like, just do, 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 like, if there's anything bad in here, please leave. Like, it would be really beneficial. So then that was another thing. Cause I think one of my friends had asked like, but Isabel, you put holy water in the house. Why would there still be something in here? I'm like, what if Isabel got rid of the bad ghost? And that's why good ghosts can be in here now. That's why happy ghost who just wants to take a nap in bed uh, on the day of their maybe death anniversary or Nirvana ghost who leaves Nirvana stickers on my ceiling that were never there before. And then just showed up out of nowhere. They can start doing that. Cause Isabel expelled evil ghost. Or the ghost isn't or, Christian. Yeah, or that, you know. Yeah, and he's just all like, all right, cool. Like, it doesn't matter. I don't know. No. I don't know. I do not know either. When I had my it's bout, with a, I had my bout with a shadow person once. Uh, my aunt came by and saged my apartment. And uh, that was the last I ever saw of him. But it was a similar situation with a lucid-ish dream that erupted into reality. And I saw shadowy figure standing at the foot of my bed and he kind of walked around for a bit and then i sat there convincing myself there's no way in hell you just saw that but i I did (laughs) that was my when i lived in san antonio that was before i went back to school so that place shit got moved around all the time like that place something was in that apartment yeah No, we, we've been convinced there was something, but again, we live right next to an 1800 cemetery. We live, I'm at the site of the English lost colony, literally the people that were lost to history. I'm where they are. Like I am right next to the native American village. I'm right next to where like, but that's, 
I'm in the East. I'm in the East right now. I'm in North Carolina. Like <laughs> I wear these things happen. If this happens to me when I get back to Texas, I will absolutely let you know. <laughs> but that is, yeah. that's knuck and futz. It is, it um, is knuck and futz. It's crazy. <laughs> let's move on to music. Um, the score is by a guy named Joseph Bishara, who did a lot of these movies. He also did The Conjuring 2. He did the La Llorona movie. He did the Annabelle movies. He did the, the Insidious films. He did Dark Skies. Fantastic horror movie, Dark Skies. That movie creeped me out so bad. It's a haunted house movie style, but with aliens. Oh. Really creepy. Good score, but the music moments I have uh, are not part of the score. I have, um, I love the use of Time of the Season by the Zombies mm -hmm. uh, for when they're moving in. I think that is the sexiest song ever written. And it's perfect to establish a 70s tone of like, you know, ah, oh, we got a family moving in. We're in the 70s. The later, you know, the Warren turtleneck is going to kind of confirm that. And um, I also love the disjointed music box. There's something so creepy about like the, the, the tune of the music box has no rhythm. <laughs> it's really creepy. I am not going to lie. I was really, really, really hoping that it was going to be like Toradoro or whatever. I can't remember how to pronounce it, but the Carmen song, the one that the, the bullfighter sings. <laughs> I was really hoping it was that. I was hoping that I would hear... So then I could be like, Five Nights at Freddy's. And oh I start freaking out. I had to plug Five Nights at Freddy's. We're going to have our awesome podcast about it. I'm actually going to do one of these and we're going to talk about it because uh, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. But I really wish she had the music box. A little part of me is like, please, please. I know it's not, but please, please, please. That, that please be been... the Carmen song. Please. That would have been pretty cool. And then I wouldn't have been able to take the movie seriously because I'd been like, or, 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 like. Uh, do you have any music moments you want to shout? I thought it was weird that they have like all like the period music, right? 1970s. And then they put Ryan Reynolds band, right? Is that who it is? I think he has a band. Someone has a band. They put like a famous like celebrity, his band, like modern band had a song in there and the only reason why i knew that is because my friends pointed it out and i was like that is interesting like why would they put all of these you know music moments in here that are from the time period than modern song uh yeah dead man's bones ryan gosling and zach shield ryan, ryan gosling yeah it's ryan gosling wow okay yeah there we go yeah so ryan gosling i didn't know that that's fucking weird huh neat yeah <laughs> Uh, it's interesting so that that was interesting obviously i think in horror movies in general music is very important that's the most important part i think i, I heard something a long time ago um that i think it's probably pretty common but like the only thing that separates a horror from a comedy is music like you really have to have the music that's what sets the scene and i think the movie did a really good job making you feel tense even not using music at all just pure silence like silence is very especially when you had some sort of like eerie stuff going on and just nothing you're like your body's like what, what am i supposed to do like <laughs> and you're just trying to fill in the the gaps there so i thought the music there was no like i guess specific moment that really stuck out to me um but it was good like it was a good 
score if you were to play it for me i wouldn't be able to to tell you like right. it was from the conjuring but it was that's good. that's been a it real the movie it, it does but that's also been kind of an issue with horror movies in the past 20 years is a lot of the scores aren't very distinguishable yeah or indistinguishable yeah um there's you know the odd exception um performance if you had to pick one person who was the best in the movie if you wanted to use best who who is it one of the daughters i don't know who but i'd pick one of the daughters um just because i think to be a child actor and be able i think child actors are very unique in the emotion that they can convey and the way that they can control their facial expressions and the way that they can, you know, really convey these things so well. Cause like adults, they've had years to master that craft. These are kids that are pretty new into it. Um, I think the kids really made it more scary because they actually seemed scared. Like you can tell little kids that might not be great actors and they're just like, Oh, you know, I'm just like, I'm here because I'm small or whatever. Like these kids, like they, 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 you, you felt like they were scared. You felt for them. Like it was scary for them. Um, I thought they did a really good job. I don't know which one I think did the best, but out of all of them, I, it would be one of the daughters. Yeah, they were good. They were good. They, I believe their, their fear and their torment. They were good. Um, yeah. I gave it to think- your, yeah, good. Oh, I was just going to say, if it was any of them, I can't remember her name. I don't remember which actress it was because there's so many daughters. The one who starts freaking out that there's someone in the room, like he's in the room, that one. That one, I think to me, she sold it the best. Like I actually was really scared. Like, oh, like that poor baby, you know, like terrifying for her and her sister being like, there's yeah. no one here kind of a thing. And then, you know, the door slamming, ah! like screaming, like that was, that was yeah. good. Yep. Very good. Very effective. If they, if, if they don't, if you don't believe them, you don't believe any of it. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think Vera Farmiga is the best part about these movies as Lorraine Warren. I think she does a great job selling this version of the character who is very much mm-hmm. just like, I want to help everybody I can because I have this gift that was given to me and it needs to be used. And uh, in real life, I can't speak for Lorraine Warren's motives, but in the movie... You know, she's a she's a hero who wants to do the right thing. And I believe her, you know, kind of, you know, gift but a curse relationship she has with this where it's like it takes a toll on her, but she needs it. Patrick Wilson does a great job just playing, you know, kind of this hip fun like, you know, I love Elvis, but also I'm a demonologist. But that's part two. I like how they make him like way hotter than he was in real life. (laughs) That's every movie ever made about anybody famous. (laughs) Like, there, are, like, there's a lot of ugly famous people played by super hot actors <laughs> I had a friend the other day. It was actually, it was that night that I had the maybe encounter. I think it was, but it's okay if people say I'm full. That's fine. Like, we've been saying these people like that. I get it. Like, if you didn't experience it, I understand. Um, Which is why I'm like, there could be a reason it wasn't. But either way, that night I had a dream that one of my best friends died. And I actually texted him and I was all like, dude, are you good? Like, I know you're good, but like, can you just, can you just like, t-? he's like, no, I actually died. I possess the phone now. I was like, oh, damn, like, uh, that sucks. I'm sorry, you possess the phone now. He's like, yeah, I'm condemned to this life in the phone. I was like, can I have the movie rights? And he was like, yeah, I was like, who do you want to get to play you? And he said, Chris Hensworth. And I was like, all right, bet. <laughs> like, <laughs> we'll get him to play you. 
<laughs> I think my friend is a very attractive guy. However, Chris Hemsworth, you know, it's like actors, woo, like actors are actors because they're good at acting, but also, also, they're attractive people. Yeah. Some of them are just hilarious. Like Leonardo DiCaprio is J. Edgar Hoover. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. You know that in the 90s? Or, uh, they Joaquin almost... Phoenix as Napoleon. Yeah, that is one. That's kind of odd, right? I'm excited even... for that movie, though. I'll I do did... a first, first thoughts on that slash fake two stories on that. I'll do both. Por que no los dos? Like... Shit, why not? That movie, yeah, I'm really looking forward to Napoleon. That's going to be fun, even though like no one's even trying to be French. Um, no, man. Well, we've no. talked about it before. Everyone's either going to be British or I think in this case, they're just American. Yeah, Joaquin's not even really like a- accent wise. He he doesn't fucking care. Yeah. <laughs> um, You know, in the 90s, they tried to make a Harriet Tubman movie with Julia Roberts. Was she going to play Harriet Tubman? Uh-huh. Yeah. Was that going to be like the jokes for Ryan Gosling as Obama and stuff like that? No, this was real. This nearly like this got really far in production. And ultimately it was Julia Roberts, I think, who was like, why the hell would I do that? But it got way farther than it should have. Mm. That's funny. Yeah. Best scene. Do you think they would have done it if they got like, um, I don't know, like what's her name? The lady that's in everything everywhere all at once. Jamie Lee Curtis. No, no, not her. Like the like the main woman in that movie, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, what do you think they would have done if it was her? I hope not, because there's still a problem there. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what it is. <laughs> uh, best scene of the movie. I got it for me. It's always been the hide and go clap. That is one of the best like setups in horror history and the execution of just the, you know, the mom with the match looking into the darkness and the fucking hands behind her. Just, I will say that was one that made me go, what the hell? Like I said, (laughs) what the hell out loud? Like, huh? Yeah. That's brilliant. That is, Oh, still, I know it's coming and I'm still shocked. Yeah. That definitely made me go, what the hell? And then during the exorcism, right. That definitely happened. Um, When the chair started to lift up, I was like, oh, hell, I also said, oh, hell no. I was getting, like, really loud in this. I don't, that's why I also don't think I could go see actual horror movies because I would be the people that were actually talking to the movie. I, mean, I couldn't, I couldn't, because that's how I cope with it. That's how I keep myself calm. I don't want to go to a theater with a bunch of people and be like, hell no, bro. Like, I don't want to be those people that are causing people to get pissed. It's going to be really hard for me this Friday to not be like, oh, is, that, is, is that the button? Not, like, say all this stupid quote. Especially because me and my my friend here are going, we're such idiots. Like we're gonna have to sit there and probably sit apart from each other and not even like be close because we're just gonna be slapping each other like. It's purple guy. It's purple guy. William Afton, purple guy, purple guy. He's a purple, but he's wearing a purple suit. Like look, look. I don't understand this 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 whole thing. I've never. I completely missed the Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, I'm going to let everybody know when Connor and I do a first thoughts on Five Nights at Freddy's, it's also going to be a partial fake true stories because we are going, I'm I'm going to spoil like the whole movie and I'm going to tell whether or not it's accurate to the lore of the game because their lore is uh, very deep and it's great. So that, that is, that is, well, to, to be with semantics, it's not, it's not a fake true story. <laughs> I, but that's why I said fake true stories. Sorry. If I didn't say style, we'll put style, fake true stories, style. It's not a fake true story. Because obviously it's a game, 
but I'm going to be like, well, actually, because in 1983, when the Pizzaplex was open. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and he lost his, like, frontal lobe when Funtime Foxy went, ah. And like and bit him in '87, and then uh, William Afton's kids uh, ended up putting him up and getting uh, and bit, and then '87, and then he died, and then his dad put him back together and stuffed him in the body of in the in the thing of Golden Freddy, and that. <laughs> so, this is gonna be this is gonna be crazy. Um, so yeah, we'll have that coming out next Monday, most likely. But before that. Let's see what Letterbox has to say. I've got three reviews here on our final segment, What's in the Box. What's in the fucking box? The Conjuring has a 3.6 out of 5, which is fantastic. Uh, I have three reviews here, uh, one positive and two extremely negative. Uh, This first one's from Danica. The moral of the story is that if you move to a new house and your dog is scared and refuses to walk inside, it's time to find another new house. Four and a half stars. And uh, I think that's a good moral of the story. When my family and I moved out of our house in Maryland, my uncle went back up there to paint, get get it ready to sell. And his dog, Riley, refused to go in the living room uh, for whatever reason. And um, he had a, a number of weird paranormal shit happen to him in that house after we moved and uh he ended up turning it into a novel so yeah definitely trust your dog when it comes to bad vibes they know and the second one had me laughing so hard because like why are you why are you here it's from ken ken land i don't like horror half a star <laughs> me too well, then don't, if, if you don't like sand, get out of the fucking sandbox. <laughs> Bro, I don't like it. It's spooky. <laughs> I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that people are just like, well, I don't like horror movies, so this sucks. Like, I don't even think they watched it. Probably. It's like the people that leave reviews in like the middle of nowhere places. And they're like, oh, I went here and I lost my dog. You're like, shut the hell up. Like, you did not go to North Central East Island. Like, <laughs> I my love friend people- got shot by arrows. <laughs> I love people who will like review a restaurant that hasn't opened yet. <laughs> like, 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 you know, service was so shitty. I didn't get my food for forty minutes, and the owner will be like, "We open next week. Why are you doing this?" <laughs> like, because I can. This is funny. <laughs> this last one is kind of long, but it was like, wow. This is from Cartoon Oatmeal. I have no fucking clue why these movies were received with anything other than immense disappointment. It fails to uphold the most basic standards of horror, all while following only the most basic and classic of horror storylines in history, the haunted house. I mean, the dog dies as soon as the family arrives at their new home. Pet deaths and important deaths in general are typically saved for a bit later and for good reason. It breaks any tension that was building and it fails to give time to the audience to even build a connection with the target character. If deaths occur later in a film, especially with a dog, they are far more impactful. Killing a character like this in this way and at such an early point is akin to smashing the audience with random jump scares that ultimately mean nothing and have little effect. There are hundreds of things wrong with this dog shit franchise, but they're all similar to my first complaint. This movie just breaks its tropes in the most inefficient and unproductive ways possible. Half a star. You really didn't like that they killed the dog. I'd be pretty pissed that they killed the dog too. I knew the dog was gonna die though. So you see the dog go, dog's dead. No one else ever. Most of the time in haunted house movies, no one, no one fucking dies. The dogs, 
dogs, dogs are always yeah dogs all are... animals and cats yes people never get sad when a cat dies a dog dies you're the devil you kill a cat it's like ha so it was almost for laughs most of the time <laughs> that reminds me <laughs> what that just <laughs> i know someone personally that will laugh if we see a dead cat on the side of the road, like actually we'll just be like, ah, like laughs because it's funny as shit. Or like if a cat, like in Christmas vacation, for example, if like when the cat like gets electrocuted, funny as shit, always laughs hundred percent. I don't know what it is with cats, but you are correct. People are way, way more likely to laugh at cats dying than dogs. I think part of that is because dogs are just like, I love you. 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 Like little kids personified. Cats are like teenagers personified. They love you, but they're just like, leave me alone. Like, don't talk to me. You know, like I don't want to talk to you. Like, I want to eat my I want to eat my food on my own. Uh I I read somewhere that uh I don't know how accurate this is, but it sounds right that um guys who have cats are considered like generally more favorable as like a dating partner because having a cat like equals like you understand consent. Like <laughs> You've earned something's love. A dog's love is automatic. You have to earn a cat's love. Made sense to me. Because you're a cat guy, Connor. Yeah. Because you're a cat guy. Single, too, everyone out there. Just, you know, look me up. He's a cat guy. I have a cat. I have a podcast. I'm doing just all right. It's pretty pretty wacky, man. (laughs) I'm not lying, though. I didn't make that shit up. I really did read that. I think I have heard that before because it is, I mean, it's like, that's, that's a huge thing. You know, people always be about dog, cat, which one's better. I love both. I, I wouldn't own a cat, not because I don't like them, but I am allergic to cats. Um, also, I just, I could not have something constantly clawing up my stuff. I know you can get, I know you can get like scratching posts. I know you can get things. I would never want to claw a cat because that's not right. So I just, I couldn't handle constantly just having stuff. Just, bah, just I'm too a type. I would, I would die. I would die soon. I, I die a little whenever I'm hanging out with you and I hear Seymour scratching at something and it's not even my stuff. I'm just like, uh, <laughs> like, uh, I'm like, I can't. <laughs> Same thing with my friend Kendall, his cat, uh, Hattie, homie likes, I love Hattie. Hattie is such a precious baby. You just, you look at him, he starts purring, like very different than Seymour. I love Seymour. Seymour, my homie. I know he don't like me, but I love him. He like, likes so you. Much. He likes but, you. <laughs> I get to pick him up and he said Meow. and I was like <laughs> Hattie you look at me starts purring but same thing Hattie will just start just bah, just clot things and I'm like oh. <laughs> like stop stop <laughs> it hurts but I love them both I love cats but I'm definitely I'm a dog person I love I like just dogs are wacky I can go on a whole thing about dogs we need to watch a movie about dogs we gotta find actually no because it's gonna die and I'm gonna be sad never mind I lied let's not watch one about animals because the animal's gonna die at the end I don't wanna see that I mean we could do well, we could do like Seabiscuit I think that I think the horse makes it out of that one alive maybe yeah but I don't like horses I think horses are kind of dumb I can't think if of any if we watch a movie about horses I will talk smack about horses like almost the entire podcast <laughs> Balto Balto survives. Balto is based off a true story. I forgot that is a true story. Well, you know, maybe we could do Balto. We'll talk about that. We don't want to make what? any promises we'll here. No, yeah, I have not. I have not picked what we're doing next. Uh, I'm going to do another sports movie for sure, just to fuck with Connor. Uh- <laughs> well, then we're doing another horror movie after that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just did The Exorcist, but I will do it again if I have to. 
Uh, all right. So now that we've weighed the evidence, we've seen the movie, we've read the story. True or fake? So I know we go off of is the movie telling the story. Yeah. And for the most part, it is for the most part. Um, I think, though, because at the end, it ra- oh, it's all it's all a good thing. I think that alone and then also leaving out some of the, the more detailed things. I know they couldn't because of ratings, but based off of everything that we talked about with the story, I think it's fake. It's more of a like oh, it's it's playing off of the scary stuff than the actual history of it because the actual story is absolutely terrifying but the actual story also includes the stuff about Bathsheba and how also like I didn't even mention this Bathsheba um this his, there's a historical society in the town that she's buried at that society had to take down the gravestone and hide it because people were going out there and vandalizing it and were performing like sacrifices and were doing that and the society there's really pissed about it because like this poor woman you know was accused of being a ghost way or a witch way back when now she can't rest in peace because people are constantly messing with her because of this movie and be, yeah because of this movie really um because they play off of she's a ghost they don't bring up in the movie that she wasn't from the area she wasn't from that they're going off of the horror aspect so from that fake because we're not looking at all the part of the history, but it's it's pretty like from what they said, they do put a lot besides the fact that the Warrens were kicked out. <laughs> they don't put that in the movie. <laughs> they don't put that in there. Um, they were playing the hide and clap game. They were, you know, the girls were lifted up by their hair. All of that did happen, but they don't go into the other half of it. Like, oh, like the girls might have also been this. And he was getting little handies by Bashiba. And, you know, like Ed and Lorraine, like. You know, they, they, they might have done some research before they got there. You know, I'm going to say fake. Yeah. Uh, also just fake in general for the, <laughs> the <Yeah>. story. <laughs> see, the way I see it is if you went through something horrifically traumatic and supernatural and, you know, it really happened and it destroyed you, I feel like you're not going to sell the movie rights. Yeah. Like, you're not going to let really... your, your trauma turn into a $300 million box office and a franchise. No, no. Like if all the, it's why, like, I don't doubt. And maybe again, maybe that's why they didn't put in the thing that she said, you know, a man with five little girls, because it wasn't true. Maybe she added, I hope, she, again, I hope you're not lying about that. Right. But maybe they added on those like even worse things to try and sell it more, you know, like, well, why isn't that? Oh, well, it's just, it was too dark for an NC 17. Like they could have, like you said, they wouldn't like, I guess in the way that I said, they could have put in NC 17, the way that you said they wouldn't, you know, like that wouldn't have been, I don't think that would have been NC 17. If they just said, dad, something happened to me last night. You use your brain to make those connections. That would have been NC 17. You could have put it in there. They didn't, which is like, you're she's not i don't know like i don't think it was as crazy as they say it is i think because the warrens came in confirmation bias oh yeah you're dying of cancer webmd like (laughs) getting haunted by a ghost that's what's happening it's not just some crazy you know weird kawinky dinks it's like it's even worse yeah nah nah i can't wait to do another one of these that's true (laughs) yeah (laughs) um Well, thanks for listening, everybody. If you like the show, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and X, the website formerly known as Twitter, Filmgasm Productions. If you want to suggest films for us to watch, you can email us at filmgasm at gmail.com or send us a message through any of those socials. You can check out our Letterboxd accounts for daily reviews. 
Search for me at Connor95, and in my friends list, you can find the rest of the team. Check out the website, filmgasm.com. I've got a link to that letterbox. If you want to read reviews, you can find articles, trailers of upcoming films, every episode of our show. If you want to be a monthly donor at Filmgasm Productions, feel free to click on the link in the episode description. From there, click on Support This Podcast. You can choose to donate a dollar a month, $5 a month, or $10 a month. All donations go right back into the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks to the entire Filmgasm team for their contributions to the show, and thanks to you for checking it out. Fake True Stories, much like First Thoughts, is not a weekly show. We put one together whenever we both got the time, whenever we're ready. In the meantime, take it easy. Keep watching movies. We'll see you next time.